He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Welcome to Debates on Tap Presents Football, the show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down. Bears season's going to end on a double doink. Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein. It's been, I'll say, a year in the making. (laughs) Oh, a long time. I know that there is countless, there are countless podcasts of grown men, grown white men most of the time, giving their opinions on sports. Usually screaming it, yeah. We thought we'd scream the loudest. Yeah. We, we'd figure we'd rise to the top and get our ball, balls out, play with them. Cream always rises. And see what happens. Um, much like all of our conversations about football, Brian and I love football. We have a great time talking about it, discussing it, looking at all the analysts on Twitter. and NFL. I've got some shit to say about those guys. <laughs> some other stuff. Basically presenting weird, wild arguments and who God only knows what they're talking about. But we're here to sit down and essentially present to you each division and conference in the NFL leading up to a big culminating power rankings predictions episode for the for the championships and Super Bowl, et cetera, before the season hopefully kicks off. It goddamn well better. It better. <laughs> um, but but basically this this is something that much like debates kind of started, this kind of started drunken conversations about football and yelling and screaming about it. And we figured, why not? Let's break down these teams that we're here to talk about today and kind of kind of see where we think, how they did last year, how they did, how they're going to do this year, and just kind of go and just just jump on that, get on that diving board, and just jump in. You know and I mean? remember, this is coming from a Kansas City Chief based... I don't want to call us homers, but... We're definitely homers <laughs> for... Sure. So if you are also a Kansas City Chiefs fan, remember that most of these are going to come from the viewpoints of Kansas City Chiefs fans. Right. We're still going to give you the the cold, hard facts. We're still going to give you our opinions, which are more important than those facts. That's that's very true. But remember, we're coming uh, we're coming at this from a Chiefs point of view. And also, so if you're also a Chiefs fan, this is your perfect show to get all the NFL info. Yes. Without having to go search it out or watch Talking yes. Heads on ESPN. Who talk about, you got to run the ball, you got to run out the clock, which is all bullshit. We can dive into some of that shit, but the purpose of this show, again, like Brian said, is we're going to try to be a little more factual than what we usually are. <laughs> look, we're going to give you the facts. You can, after they leave our mouths, Correct. that's it. That's it. There's no more facts. It's all opinions after that. That's, you know, you're not wrong. So just You're take that wrong. as you will. And this so this is going to be a monthly show. Yes. This month, we are focusing on the AFC and NFC North. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, the other part of this show is, we're of course, you know, we're, we're the debates on tap, boys. We minus have, one today. Minus, minus, minus Papa Vargas. He'll be back. He'll join us. One day. <laughs> sometime. <laughs> but we, uh, of course, the debates, boys, are going to have a few drinks on hand. We love to drink. But we've decided... <laughs> To drink non-NFL-associated drinks. For example, NFL is sponsored by our good friends at Bud Light. Yeah, we old dr- Bud. We, we drink them. We love them. They're great. However, that's not going to be on this show. Nope. And 
you know, Boulevard Beers, not going to be on this show. Nope. If you want our beer review, go check out go Debates check on Tap. Debates on Tap. Today, we're drinking White Claws. Mmm. Ain't no laws when you drink claws, am I right? You got it. <laughs> I'll get five to ten years for this. Now, here's the thing. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> because you brought a variety pack. I did. Four I, flavors mm-hmm. each. Uh, tangerine, mango, lemon, and watermelon. And we both either started or finished the tangerine. <sighs> Yeah. And you just, you expressed your distaste for its plainness. How it, it tasted like I was drinking a seltzer that you yelled, tangerine! And a mile away and you it was faintly like dr- hear it. It was like drinking LaCroix, like kind of. <laughs> Here's, the, and this is what I've been wanting to say about these drinks, is that it's never that they're super refreshing or they're super delicious. White Claw specifically, again, we're going to have brands and we're going to give reviews of those brands. And yeah, that's what we do. But White Claw specifically are just plain easy to drink they're they're super easy to drink and the fact that they're five percent alcohol is deceiving they're very however and it's only 100 calories and a couple carbs and that's uh, that's what i'm saying is that no one drinks it because they're like mm, it's so delicious mm, they drink it because they can drink 12 of them yeah. <laughs> and not feel super <laughs> bloated blasted and you're like whoa it i will say compared to something like the bud light seltzers i think the bud light seltzers taste better of course so far again i haven't tried the lemon or the watermelon currently i'm drinking mango which is fine as well. Again, though, is it really a mango drink or is it just like, that kind of smells like that mango? Kind of, I, 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 there's a hint of mango. I will say, so like the Bud Light seltzers we've had before and that I actively drink outside of this podcast. Like I picked up this case of a 12 pack of these White Claws and also picked up a 12 pack of the Black Cherry seltzers from Bud Light, yep. which are delicious. Yep. They, they taste like Black Cherry drink. It yep. is, it's good. And um, as of right now, I'm going to go with my Bud Light seltzers, but... Like Brian said, these are, it's just a refreshing, like, hey, it doesn't taste like anything. I'm, I'm good to go. As Vargas would say, it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to give it a five out of 10 on the scale that I just made up just now. I was going to say, I didn't know we were doing that, but I'm going to give it a five out of 10 as well. Middle of the road. Look, have it and no one will make fun of you. Easy to drink. Boom. That's it. Now, moving on to the meat <laughs> of the show. We're starting in the AFC. We're going to do a compass around right. the NFL. So we're in we're in the north right now. Right. And uh, the champions of the north, the AFC North, Ravens, Baltimore the Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Last year they finished 14 and 2. Their only two losses came from your Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. And a weird game in week 4 against the Cleveland Browns they got blown out 40 to 25. And it was a, it was a back-to-back loss. They lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Browns, and then had this weird like five game slide encompassing those two games where like Lamar wasn't playing well. They almost lost an overtime to the Steelers in week five. It was a bizarre game uh, or bizarre stretch. They went on their bye, yep. came out against the new England Patriots. And again, Lamar didn't post like phenomenal stats, but they creamed the, the Patriots. They, they showed that, Hey, the Patriots are not the Patriots anymore. We're, we're the new AFC, like, like part of the AFC new, like, world order basically yeah and uh, but to to remember the patriots were ghosts of their former selves tom yeah. brady especially we'll we'll get into that one of the like eventually next month correct afc east correct. but the the ravens i mean they're look look they're good i i have a lot of stats i want to break because we're going to break down it. some stats from last year and everything like i'll that. stop there with they're good they they are good they Again, went 14 they and went two. 14 and two and they had a they were tied for 19th strength and schedule last year. Yeah, so so it's a little bit on the tougher side. Yeah, 
but it's still kind of middle of the road, like not too bad. Bad teams, even mediocre teams don't go 14 and two. And again, we'll dive into their division, but their division was dog shit. So they, they had eight games where they're kind of like, man, we'll be fine. Absolutely dog shit. So, so yeah. So like we kind of talked about, they went 14 and two. They lost the Chiefs and the Browns in the regular season. Only two losses. Um, they had a couple of close games. Like we talked about, the Steelers was an overtime win. Our game was pretty close, wasn't it? Our game was fairly close. However, uh, that was one of the lowest uh, passer ratings by Jackson. Yeah. Um, it was it was kind of a weird game like that. And then again, th- his two big plays came from those two big prayer throws he had against us. Yeah. One should have been offensive pass interference. We're, we're, we'll dive into it. And the other one probably you probably could have made an argument for some type of interference, but um, but they lost in the divisional round to the Tennessee Titans last season. Okay, so we're gonna dive into uh, a stat that I, I I've seen a lot of analysts talk about, especially analysts I love called DVOA. It's a defensive value uh, above average or something like that. I'll say this over average. This this is one of those stats that uh, it goes over your boy's head sometimes. To ex- I don't. You really, don't understand. I don't really understand it. <laughs> yeah. However, I know that the the gist of it is is they they look at every some football nerd out there or nerds looks at every play a team runs. Yeah. And they have some they they look at like how far they ran, what play they ran, what how they if they fumbled, if they didn't fumble, if they threw it. Like every every like metric you can add into a play, they add into it, come up with an average, and they spit it out. So a nerd goes through a checklist while he watches every single play. Correct. And based on the number of box he checks, that's the that's, result. That's what it is. So, so for example, the Baltimore Ravens had the number four rated defense according to DVOA, which is basically an efficiency metric. They were a very efficient defense. They were the number one rated offensive DVOA. So they were one of the most efficient defenses and the most efficient offenses in the NFL last year. My nose is bleeding. <laughs> they they had so then overall you look at their overall ratings, they had they were 12th in interceptions, which is fine. It's pretty middle of the road. 21st in sacks. So like that's low. That's really low for this team. And that's what here in a second we'll kind of dive into like offseason stuff and what kind of what they need and things like that. But last season they had a big like issue with sacking quarterbacks and then allowing those quarterbacks to kind of do whatever they wanted to out in the field. You know and what I mean? To, to their credit, I, I mean, any defense now is going to play most likely against a mobile quarterback, Correct. right? The Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's there. You still have these kids who can make those throws, right? CC Patrick Mahomes. Yep. But every quarterback now, I mean, you have to have some kind of mobility. I mean, even like Gardner Minshew, that dude's hard yes. to bring down. Yes, very much so. So you got to give it, I think sacks are, eventually going to start going down right as a whole so a 19 sack season by a team will actually look pretty good whereas now if you have like 30 to 40 sacks you're good so that's so, yeah so yeah so so kind of going into last season like last season Lamar Jackson he had a 3100 passing yards he had 1000 over 1000 yards rushing which he's the the first quarterback since Michael uh Mike Vick Mike Vick to do that and he did it better. So, like, he holds that record. Well, he also doesn't, you know, make money off of dogs killing each other. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole <clears throat> issue for another day. Um, he threw 36 touchdowns uh, uh, and had, uh, I think, seven on, on the ground. So, he, he, did, he did pretty darn well. He, now, went, he was a very efficient quarterback like we talked about. And he was league MVP. Correct. He was league MVP. So, there's no argument that you can make 
where you can shit on Lamar Jackson. However, we are not, going not, to make a few gonna, of those we're arguments. We're going to do that. Because I think, okay, so here's what we're going to dive into. And we're going to do this with a lot of these this quarterbacks. This is our and opinion. Like it's fine. Because the next topic is obviously offseason stuff in, in free agency and draft and things like that. But when you watch a lot of those games from Lamar Jackson last year, um, he is not a very, I would not classify Lamar Jackson as an elite passer. I don't think anyone. I don't think Lamar would. I would. I, w- I wouldn't think so because there was. I don't know if you remember this. There was that whole thing with him coming out of college into the into the draft, where a lot of teams wanted him to switch switch to like yeah. a wide receiver running back. Because there's that famous clip of mm-hmm. him after he gets a perfect passer rating. Yep, and he's doing the running back thing in the locker room. You, do you remember when that happened? That was against. That was in week one against the Dolphins when he posted the perfect. Ah. Yeah, things make sense. So there's these weird, funny little trends like that 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 kind of show, eh, you know. But whatever. again, he's not a bad quarterback. He, he's not out no. there. He's, no, 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 no. Also, no. he is an elite athlete. He is. He's an exceptional. He will fuck you up on the ground. Athlete. We're kind of watching in in in. Uh, you you watch Lamar Jackson play the game of football, and granted, a lot of his passes are. I want to say schematic based to tight ends. That's kind of his bread and butter. Mm-hmm. That's why Mark Andrews was the leading mm-hmm. uh, uh, recept- like receiving yards on the team. Yeah, um, a lot of passes over the middle. They had Marquise Hollywood Brown, who is a, who can get open. Who can get? He's quickish, quick as hell. Yeah, he can get open. A lot, a lot of his passes against the Dolphins were just Brown just outrunning people and him just tossing the ball. And the I don't, I don't want to say off the bat because a lot of people have this case against quote-unquote case against Patrick Mahomes right, right. is that if he didn't have Tyreek's speed, he wouldn't be able to hit those throws. And, I mean, that's, A, that's the bullshit. Correct. But number two, I think that actually rings true for Lamar. He can sling it. I would, he I would can agree make with you. some he, he good has throws. Unhe- he, has, he has a good arm. He has a, a great arm. I would say a great arm. He does not have elite-level passing Accuracy. skills. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's, that's a very important point to make. Um, so diving into obviously we talked about sacks was a big issue for the for the Ravens last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would highlight some of their biggest offseason needs were pass rushing, defensive line, wide receivers a pretty big one. And they answered the defensive line in they, free agency it, alone. Cal, uh, Calais Campbell, Calais Campbell, Calais yeah. Campbell, who had in three seasons with Jacksonville had thirty one and a half sacks. He's a monster. He is a monster. So putting him on the defensive line for the Ravens and in, in the free agency. Huge, huge thing. They also added Derek Wolf from the Broncos. Oh, I who's forgot about that one. Kind of, I don't want to say run of the mill, but he definitely. I mean, you add him on a line with Calais Campbell, and he's right. going to get some openings. So he's going to make some moves. And so a big thing in their free agency as well, because of um, how the Ravens have man, uh, maneuvered through the seasons, things like that. They had a shitload of picks in this draft. They did. So that's. I think that's why they had Campbell. They got Wolf. I can't remember if they had any other big offensive offseason signings, which I don't think they did. No, those are the those are the biggest for sure. They they knew they could address it in the draft, which they did. They got one of the best linebackers that I know, Brendan was <sighs> man, I wanted was, to fall to the Chiefs. Right. So so also, um, before we dive into the draft real fast, uh, wide receiver, they re-signed DeAnthony Thomas, which okay. Sure. Yeah, I mean, what, he's fast. Yeah, he's fast. <laughs> uh, a guy named Chris Moore, uh, but the, but again, kind of like this thing I'm looking at. Like they're not really primary starters. They're 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 guys they had on the team originally, and and like the Anthony Thomas is a punt return specialist. Yeah, 
Uh, Chris Moore is he's a depth guy on the wide receivers. To side. the Ravens' credit, they didn't lose any real big names. Right. The biggest one they lost was Hayden Hurst. Yeah, went to with the Falcons. Tight ends, yeah. Uh, and when they run those two tight end schemes, that helps Jackson out a lot. I'm right. not saying. It, I mean, whatever. It's fine. Losing him is kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. So, so yeah. So diving into their draft, they did. They picked probably, in my opinion, one of the best athletic linebackers in the draft. Who I was praying to the Lord above that would fall to the Chiefs. Um, but a few picks before us, the Ravens picked, and they picked Patrick Queen. Yep. Who I think is going to be—he's going to plug into that defense, and he's going to—he's going to perform He'll do great. Well, yeah. And I think that's probably one of their weaker. Uh, positioning groups is the yes. linebacker, like they're, like the they're Chiefs, front seven essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, adding a guy who can play almost anywhere in the middle of the field, right. Like that. Uh. Big big move. Uh. I see that. Uh. On the screen right now, we're looking at a, at a total draft. Yep. I don't want to go through each of these. We don't have each to, of yeah. these guys. Uh. But they got an A on this particular draft guy that we're looking at. They did. I've seen other ones. I, I haven't seen them below like a B, B plus, I think. Um, I think when you have 10 fucking picks, you're going to get so. some I think so. You're, you're going to have a lot of big stuff. But but again, they got Patrick Queen in the first. They got a really good running back. That's in, the, yeah, the other big name, J.K. Big name Dobbins. Who fell to them in like number 55 um, and, and everything like that. So, so yeah, so jumping into this season, um, the Ravens have the easiest schedule for 2020. Um, and that is picked essentially by, you know, every year, you know, uh, like the Chiefs always play the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers. They're in their division. Yep. Um, so they're, that's that's eight games. That's or eight, eight, six games. Yeah, already set. Math. Math Sometimes. Is tough. Um, so they, they have those six games already set. And then each year they rotate through a division yep. um, in the AFC and in, in the NFC, basically. And being in such a dog shit division like They're the in AFC a bad North division. You're, I mean, I don't want to say it's guaranteed six wins, but but the Ravens you're are going to win pretty, four of those. You're pretty close to it, yeah. Depending on how these other teams do, which we'll talk about here in a second. But yeah, so they they pick. The, it's just a rotating thing every year. You play a different AFC conference and NFC conference, and then you also play. I think it's something about. Uh, Whoever made the playoffs essentially, and whoever won lost the playoffs. You you play a team in that re, in that. I area. know that's what they say, but I think Goodell has it I down think, to I think it's what's going to bring in the most viewers. So again, the Ravens have the 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 thirty second strength schedule for twenty twenty. They have the easiest strength schedule for twenty twenty. Yep. Partly it's because their division was so bad last year. And partly it's because whoever they're playing in the the rest of the year. Yeah, it's based off who made the playoffs and, and stuff last year. So if they're not playing a lot of playoff teams from 2019, it's going to be much easier. Like they they have the, the Washingtons on there, right. obviously the Steelers and stuff. Um, like, like we said, twice twice a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have like the Giants are on there. So I mean, it's yeah, not they like have the Jaguars. They have again, and they're and again, like we kind of highlight their 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 conference, their division is not that good. It's not. So, so yeah, so that so that's what's happened. I think. Look, I think they're still going to do good. I think they're going to. Uh, are we saving? Let's go over under. Right, we can do over under. Yeah, they're going to. They're obviously. I mean, this is kind of a no brainer. They're going under fourteen and two. Yeah, I don't. There's no way they're going to win fourteen games with Chiefs on the schedule. Um, I think some got some one or two teams in their division is going to steal a couple games from them, much like the Browns did early in the season against them. Um, you look at this game again. They have a game against the Texans this year too. The Eagles, who I think if healthy could be a little bit better for sure. Um, and I think the Steelers probably going to be a little better. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk, about, talk about them too. Um, and then Titan, blah, blah. but I think they they have some games on their schedule that I think are going to be a little bit tougher. Yeah. And I I don't think they're going to win 14 games like they did uh, this season. 
I think they're they're more in line for 11, 12 win season. Let's let's both give a quick hot take on the team before we move to the next one. I have mine, so you can think about yours. <laughs> okay. This I, I'm I don't want to say that teams are going to catch up to Lamar Jackson because I think that's right. a bullshit argument. I, I think it's it's kind of missing the every every piece of an NFL team that misses kind of that's just such a general broad yeah. catching up with them. Like, what does that mean? If they were going to catch up to Jackson or Mahomes, right. they would have done it last season at the last half of the season. There's enough tape on them. They yes. could have been like, oh, here's the answer. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing every team in the Which NFL is missing. You could apparently. make an argument in the playoffs that that's what the, the Titans. You definitely could. Did. They finally figured it out. Right. Maybe. I'd, so my hot take is I, I think Jackson is going to regress. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to stay home now that they've played him more. They're going to stay home. And by that, I mean, they're going to stay uh, at their assigned positions yes. and not overcommit to him. I will say uh, I would agree with you. And that's kind of my hot hot take as well, is that for lack of better wording, teams are going to catch up to the Ravens. Yeah. Um, partly because uh, in in the playoffs, the Ravens have not done very well under Jackson. They got blown out in a in a wild card game 2 years ago against the Chargers yep. and then blo- like essentially just dominated every facet of the game against the Titans. Make him throw. If you look at those games, they basically stayed tight in the front seven, made Jackson if he had to scramble, scrambled him out to the side laterally. You do not want Jackson running down the field because no, then he comes unstoppable. He is not you cannot bring the man down. But much like kind of the Chiefs played against him, they said you guys can run against us, but you're not going to pass against us. We'll give us. you 200 yards rushing. And the Ravens do not play well from behind. And if you look at the wild card game, the divisional game, the Chiefs game, and even the Browns game where they lost, they do not play well from behind. Their offense is not built to play from behind. You cannot run the ball or have a run fast thought process if you are behind. That does not work in the NFL. Correct. Despite what analysts tell you, whenever you have teams like the Chiefs who can score in two to three minutes, you were not going to win the game by running and pounding the ball. That's not a viable option in the NFL. To summarize, great offseason for the great Ravens. Off season. I, I think the Ravens, again, are going to be a good, good team in the AFC. But they're not going to win 14 games. Nope, not at all. Which brings us to the Steelers. So, the Steelers, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. They came a nut hair away from making the playoffs. Dude, so close. Came very close. Um... Their big notable thing during the season, Big Ben, old Big Ben Roethlisberger. Big, I think, I think actually, isn't his name Big Rapey Ben? I think it is. Yeah, it's Big Rapey Ben. He hurt his elbow in game two and had a season-ending surgery, so they were without Ben Roethlisberger. And even in their first game against the Patriots, he didn't play that well at all. And I think he was playing a little bit better in game two, but still not up to par. Big Ben, Big Rapey Ben has always been up and down. Even in in Correct. small uh, as small of a window as a game, Correct. he's been up and down. So they had to have backup quarterbacks: Mason Rudolph, Devlin Hodges, who were both. Uh, sorry, you said Devlin. What do you mean? Uh, Duck Hodges. Old Duck Hodges. Old thank Duck you. Hodges. Who were not good. Uh, Mason Rudolph had a whole uh, quarterback rating of eighty-two during the season, which is okay, but not good. In Old Duck, he had seventy-one point four, which is basement level also i'll like i'd like to give a a blanket statement sponsored by brian oh yeah fuck mason rudolph i mason rudolph we we kind of dove into that when the whole thing happened with miles garrett but mason rudolph really seems like a big piece of shit yep and i haven't seen any evidence to support my to change my opinion i I would agree with you even though i've never met the man fuck him i i definitely think when it comes to that that fight that miles garrett from the browns who we'll talk about here in a second was suspended for i think miles rudolph or mason rudolph i'm sorry 
was a big instigator in that fight. For sure. But anyway. anyway. Um, so yeah, so their offense was dog shit like you talked about. Their offensive DVOA, so their offensive efficiency, 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 was 32nd. That's the worst, the worst in the league. The their offense was terrible last year. Again, remember, this is this is nerd stats with nerd boxes that they're Correct. checking. So, but you, just that you can look at the eye test. Their offense was bad. Yep. Here's where things are nuts. They had the third best defense in the league last year. Which honestly Pittsburgh fans are used to. Used to. They They're always used they this this I would say this division has some of the best defenses in the league. Like like Ravens always field a pretty good defense. Steelers always have a pretty good defense. And then the Bengals and the, the Browns are just there. <laughs> well, but the but their defenses are normally of those two teams are normally the shining parts. So again, so their off their defensive efficiency, their defensive DVA was third in the league. They led the league in sacks, led by the Watt Boy and uh Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the Watt boy. The Watt boy yeah. and Dupree. And they were second in interceptions. And that happened after they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick in week three. So anyone who's still banging the drum that defenses win championships, the best boy. defense in the league went eight and eight. They they can do only do so they they almost dragged this team to the playoffs. Almost did. Think, think about Mahomes could have three <laughs> interceptions against this team and still get three and touchdowns. Still probably win. And like so I don't know. But anyway, so yeah, so they had uh, this last season they had, they were tied with the Ravens for the 19th uh, strength of schedule. So, I mean, that shows you the caliber of team with Ravens versus Steelers. Right. If they're tied with strength of schedule, so they're yes. playing similar opponents, right. Ravens win six more games than this year in 2020. They have the 31st strength schedule. So they're just right above the Ravens and easiest schedule this year. Again, yeah. that comes from this division and who they're playing this year. Because they're both playing the Bengals twice. Yeah, that's... I mean, come on. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, I mean, this team, again, just the eye test, they were not good. They had a game uh, where... I can't remember what exactly happened, but they gave the they gave the ball to like uh, James Conner like twenty five to thirty times, dude, because they did yeah. not trust their passing attack. Because well, that whole thing with Bell happened, right. and then Conner did fine, so they were like, "Well, let's just ride Conner." And right. it's like you can't do that thirty times a fucking game. <laughs> yeah. You have to pass sometimes. You, you have to pass sometimes. And again, like we kind of talked about, Rudolph and Hodges did not post great passer ratings. They were not very efficient. They did not do well with the ball. So. It's kind of like they backed themselves into a corner. Obviously, like we talked about, big like Ben Roethlisberger has so many ups and downs mm-hmm. that it's it's almost hard to say this this next year for the Steelers is going to be really interesting, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but I, I'm I'm really curious to hear what Brian has to say about their their this next season. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So we'll say that their weak spot was offense and just anywhere on the <laughs> offense, right? It, it, I have their offense, offensive needs. It's, yes, they need some D-line stuff. They had, obviously, Dupree and Watt, the Watt boy, um, <laughs> over there rushing the quarterback. One of the three Watts. It doesn't matter. But again, matter. one of their big issues was uh, 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 in the middle of their defense. And um, I'll say they also, with that Minka trade, they also answered yes, their back-end all, defense. A lot of back-end He's defense. really, really good. Um, in O-line and tight ends. Um, they have pretty pretty solid wide receivers. Uh, they have a lot of talent. Juju Smith Schuster is. Remember when they had Antonio Brown and then he went crazy from CTE? <laughs> that, that's a that's a whole thing about. That's hilarious. Think about <laughs> CTE is such a funny disease. It's hilarious. Um, much like the, the the NFL world is weird, and kind of like we highlighted with our huge Richie Incognito uh, episode. Yep. These coaches and staff who deal with this shit on a daily basis. 
I want to retroactively give the Steelers Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, the Steelers head coach, dude, some kind of award for dealing with Brown and the Bell situation. Did he co- he coached when Jerome Bettis played? I, right? Yes, yes, he did. I, I would I would watch the fuck out of a documentary that just spent ten years on like the ins and right. outs of what happened in those fucking meeting rooms and shit. Just something just to be like Tomlin has to have the patience of like a kindergarten teacher who has to teach a hundred at a time. Yes, and there is no nap time. No nap time. No, no nap snacks. time at all. So to think that Tomlin won a Super Bowl with this team, like in his tenure, is is insane to me. Yeah. And also fielded pretty good football teams and one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, of this year. So real quick, moving on to I'd like to go to free agency first yeah. because Let's I think one. that they had one of the best acquisition uh, whole, as a whole of the NFL. Are you talking about Wiz? I'm um, so all three of them. So they had three major acquisitions. Go ahead, yeah. Free agency. So they had Eric Ebron, Which, who we just said tight end is bad. Tight end is them. bad. He only played. I want to highlight this for a second because I think. Eric Ebron does pretty well in the NFL when he's healthy. When he's healthy. Last year, he was not healthy. He only played in 11 games, only caught 31 passes for 375 yards and three touchdowns. But But again, he was with Stafford and healthy. He was a monster. And I think in this offense, hypothetically, I think if he's healthy and and clicking all cylinders, I think he'll be all right. So, and and again, that's a big issue for them was tight end. so they got Eric Ebron. They got the old, the other one of the other Watts. They got Derek Watt from the Chargers, the fullback, who I think can block just as well yes. as his brothers can yes. rush. And then the big one, they address the offensive line. And now I have to pour some of my white claw out. I was. They got Stephen. I wrote in my notes crying because uh, Steph Wisniewski, the Wiz, he was such a great offensive lineman for us last year. For yeah. the, again, for the Super Bowl champion. Oh, uh, the Kansas Super Bowl Chiefs. champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Correct. And I was really hoping he'd be a guy that we would keep on. Um, however, he went, got a big contract with the Steelers, and I'm very happy for him, but God. And we got dog. him as a gap filler. We did. We, we picked him Texans. up. Yes, we picked him up just as a, a random lark, I think, with a, in a trade or something like that. so good. So, so the Steelers got, like I said, they got those three players, and I think they uh, – and they only spent, by the way – they overpaid Eric Ebron for they sure. They did. They pay, overpaid Eric Ebron. They didn't have a lot of cap space to begin with, and I don't think a lot of draft picks. But because the Minka Fitzpatrick trade, they lost a they first lost, round pick. Yeah. yeah. But the, but the other two, they're paying less than three point five a year. So I mean, which is nuts. Really good value. <laughs> they didn't lose a whole. Okay, I'll say this: they they lost six major players, but not when I say major, I mean like first, second right, string. Right. But. They all signed with other teams, mm-hmm. and that's kind of a big deal when you everybody that you lose signs with someone else. Right. Uh, I would say the biggest one there is Javon Hargrave, Hargrave, Ooh, yeah, their Hargrave. defensive Big tackle. Uh, they lost them to to the Eagles for forty million, by the way. So <laughs> I mean, he got paid, which that's great for him. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, they didn't lose a whole lot. They did lose one of their tight ends, but yeah, but no again, one knows no, no big deal. And and again, their receiver. The the main reason I I picked wide receiver is a big position of need this year because it's only Schuster it's only Schuster and they had a lot of injuries that kind of like decimated that position so so again like we talked about they had a pretty solid free agency um and they waiting for the draft to pick a couple of good big players um yeah their their first pick in the draft was in the second halfway through the second round and it was Chase Claypool a wide receiver out of Notre Dame so he is a giant man he's like six foot four and like 225 230 or something like that he's a big dude um, he's very fast. He's very versatile. He's kind of like DK Metcalf in a way. He's kind of like mm. that type of guy. So a guy who can run really well in straight lines. 
I like DK more than I think you like DK. I I, I think DK is fine. Uh, I think we'll we'll talk about it. Another time. We've got a couple months away. Um, they they picked up a running back later on. They picked up a couple like o o o o linemen in late in the in the oh 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 linemen later on in the draft Steeler parts. But uh, but I think they had they had a pretty okay draft it was fine i don't when you don't very have fine. a first round pick very fine it's kind of hard so i mean and again in retrospect, you're still rolling with guys like minka fitzpatrick he was your first round pick dude, like yeah 100%. and that's fine that's a really that's good first a great round pick. Value. he blew up this year for them so over under how do you think the eight and eight i think okay with the 31st strength and schedule yeah they're going over with one of the best defenses in the league I definitely think they're going to go over. I don't think they're going to win 12 games. No, they're not going high, far over. I think they're going to get like 9 to 10. Yeah, I was going to say they're 9 gonna, and they're five. Gonna, Especially playing against the Ravens twice a year, that's going to be tough for them. Um, even though they took them to overtime with Mason freaking Rudolph yeah, early but that, on, in I his mean, first game as a starter. Yeah, come on. So so anyway, so uh, I think definitely uh, they're probably closer to 9 to 10 games. Um, I would be pretty surprised again like we kind of talked about when we first started this whole started this section of this um of the Steelers section uh they're this next year's gonna be really interesting because it's gonna be interesting to see how excuse me Roethlisberger coming back from a big injury like that what that's gonna do to him and how he's gonna produce in this offense um because again I think their defense is gonna come back and do really well I think they're gonna have a, the, a field on their top defense but their offense, I mean, they're in the basement last year, and who knows what exactly they're going to do this year and what Roethlisberger has after a big injury coming back at really – he's pretty damn old. That's their only plan is Roethlisberger coming back. Correct. And, again, what little we saw of him last year against the Patriots, and I, I can't remember what the second game was, but he it was not pretty. No. So I, I'd be curious what to see what they would do. Um, I think their defense, again, is going to drag them a pretty fair ways. But, again, I'd be very surprised if they won more than 10 games. Yeah, very, very surprised. They're not winning over 10. No, no fucking for way. For sure. They're, no they're going to get lucky if they get to 10, but I would say 9 and 6 is probably going to be. I would think that'd be a pretty good, nine, pretty good bet. 9 and 7? What's math again? Now, that's they the second time. If we have a third games. math problem, we have to chug a White Claw. <laughs> and that's just the rules made by White Claw. Yeah, I know. Now, my hot take, hot take for the Steelers. Hot take. I think their defense is going to take a huge step back. Because they are they they lost to free agency Fuck. one two three four rotational they lost a players. lot of big guys yeah Hargra- Hargrave by himself that's that's a big even though their their middle was not that good losing Hargrave is a huge step back yeah and if sorry they lost five one two three four there was a space there I thought it was a center but it's actually a cornerback <laughs> we can't I read think. either maybe maybe not maybe that's his name <laughs> whatever man let's go with four let's go with four <laughs> even losing four <sighs> rotational players is a lot. Especially on defense. I know. mean, think about it. We, we lost, uh, what, two or three rotational players yeah. on defense mm-hmm. alone, and we were we were bummed. Like, yeah. we were like, that sucks. That really but sucks. But we have all our starters. Correct. I don't think they're going to – they they don't have all their starters. So no. I, I don't think they're going to. And I think the way that the uh, AFC is going to sh- – the AFC is tough now. Um, mm-hmm. You mean you have teams like the Texans who are probably going to make the playoffs we can talk about later. Chiefs who are definitely going to make the playoffs – Talking about that. And the Ravens, who are obviously going to make the playoffs. Even the Colts. Even Colts. Colts yeah. are coming up. If they get a quarterback, which. Which. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> they don't, I mean, they don't have one. Phil it'd be, Rivers it'd be, it'd be interesting. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, we'll talk about that stuff later. Um, but but I think. What's your hot take? I, I, I would agree with you. I, Stop 
Stop taking my takes. Stop it. Stop it. I think their defense is going to do enough, but their offense is going to flounder. And I would, I think, let's look at their schedule real fast. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. Look at, let's look at their schedule real fast. Remember, 31st ranked strength of schedule. So it's not like they're playing super hard teams. They're playing the Bucks in, Pre- in that's week preseason. Two. Preseason. Oh, okay. Giants in week one. Yeah. So they have a tough, I mean, say what you will about the Titans, but they have the Texans, Titans, Eagles, and Browns, who could be a little bit better. Like in four weeks in a row, and then obviously the Ravens and things like that. Um, I think some of these teams they're going to play are going to be pretty tough, and I I could see them floundering. I could see Big Ben coming back and not being what he was before. Well, he already looks homeless. He already looks bad. His beard. Trim that shit. shit. Put some oil in there. Take some pride in My your appearance. My hot take is they're going to do worse than eight games and win closer to six games. So That's my hot take. So, it, so your hot take is that they're actually under. My, my hot take. Even though your over-under was over. Even though over-under was probably over. closer to 9 to 10. <laughs> I, think, I think hot take. Again, this is hot take That's separate. Yeah, yeah. This separate, is a separate, separate thing. portion of We're the in podcast. a separate universe currently. Yep. I think they're going to do worse than they did last year. Interesting. And I think this is going to be the year that Big Ben retires. Oh, God. I would love that. I know. Fuck that guy. Big, well, big rapey Ben. <laughs> Anybody. Are, okay. So we're on to the Browns now, right? Browns are uh, third in the division. So Browns were third in the division. Man, they went six and ten and had some of the best talent in the league. I, I'll. I mean, Baker Mayfield is, is the best Browns quarterback listen, in the last decade. Listen, I I put here, they went six and ten. And I think they're one of the best six win teams in a in a while. Okay, um, they had so much talent. They had a head coach who could not wrangle. Them at all. <laughs> Who's their head coach? They, they, Freddie Kitchens was their Fred coach. Kitchens. Fred coach. Fred coach. Fred coach. Head, he- head coach. Hetty Kitchens was their Fred coach. <laughs> That's correct. You said everything correct there. I, I did not. I didn't mess with that at all. Um, but this year they they have gone on to a guy named Stefan Stef- Stefanski. Oh, yeah. Old Stefanski. Oh, Stefanski. They call him Fancy Stefanski. I'm pretty sure this guy was. Uh, no, I'm taking the the. The Bengals head coach. I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> no, um, he's, he's just some fancy guy. Stefanski. We know. Who um, is. However, uh, the Browns. Yeah. So they had a. Ter- I, I think Freddie Kitchens was not built to lead that team at all, or any team. I, any team at all. Why the Browns? I think that could be the, the motto for this podcast. Why the Browns? <laughs> yep. Yep. They did a lot of things last year that was just bananas and bonkers. And again, Baker Mayfield took a big step back. Um. Sorry, Bella just uh, I think woke up from a <laughs> night terror. What she was doing. Um, so again, so offensive DVOA, they're twentieth in the league, which is bad, but it's not like the worst. Bottom obviously. half. It's bottom half. Twenty second on defense. Also bottom half. They were twentieth in sacks. Bottom half. Bottom half. And tenth in interceptions. Okay, not bad. But not bad. Baker threw a lot of interceptions. I mean, he threw 21 compared to 22 TDs. Wasn't that their whole thing, though, is like risk <laughs> reward? Yeah. So I mean, Baker, Baker just throws Baker it Mayfield. up. Right. <laughs> but, he got, but he got him six wins. He did. His completion percentage dropped from 2018. His average yards per uh, throw dropped. Um, his quarterback rating plummeted almost 20 points from no, 2018. No, he's not great. When I said he's the best the Browns have had in a decade, I meant that. But that's just saying how low the bar Correct. is. Correct. Um, last season, they were 23rd in strength of schedule. So a pretty damn easy uh, schedule. This upcoming year, they're 29th. So they're going to have it even easier. So yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second. Um, I, I firmly believe that this team is dependent on bigger Bayfield. 
if Baker Mayfield flounders, the team flounders. If Baker Mayfield succeeds, the team succeeds. Um, the, the they didn't really do really well. Um, the only real game where they were able to overcome Baker playing really poorly, which you can dive into his ratings and like stats throughout the year, was against the Bengals. And he played like shit, but they were still able to win win against the Bengals because the Bengals. Correct. Um, which so, I, <laughs> why, so why the Browns? And the answer is because the Bengals. Correct. Um, and again, they had that weird game in week four where they destroyed the Ravens 40 to 25 or something like that. Um, but basically it's because Nick Chubb averaged 8.3 yards a carry and yeah. had three touchdowns. He's not that. I mean, he's good. He's not. This was his. Don't be- try to tackle. This him. was his the best game of the season for, for, for sure. And then they leaned on him too much. Correct. And then they started to go nuts. Um, so, man, they. This team is so bizarre. Mayfield was sacked 40 times. He was sacked a ton. And I don't uh, think it were all his fault. I mean, there's no way 40 no, of them were their, his their fault. Their offensive line was pretty bad. Uh, let's see. Yeah. One of their right tackles, or their right tackle, Chris Hubbard, had 21 blown blocks in 13 starts. 21 blown 20 blocks? Seven. 27 he averaged blown blocks. Two, is that a math or is that two, a reading error? He was a turnstile. Was that a math or a reading that's, error? That's a reading error. Okay. 27 blown blocks in 13 games. I wasn't ready to chug a white claw. <laughs> he absolutely was terrible. Their offensive line was so goddamn bad, which again, like we talked about, was not a lot of Baker. Baker is very, he's a small old guy. He's little. He's a little guy. Little and he has haircut. A, he has a great little arm that he can just chunk the ball down the field. He's to. not bad. He's not bad. Baker, I would be ar- a top 15 quarterback. <laughs> He'd be 14 or 15, but he's there. He's there. I would argue that this team becomes better if their offensive line is better. And guess what? And guess what? They address that. In the offseason, I have offensive line needs to be better. They need a lot of help in the secondary, safety-wise. And their linebacking cores needs to be a little better. Because, let's see. I have... Oh, gosh. What was it? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Here it is. (laughs) So, we'll talk about after their free agency. But the top three linebackers for Cleveland... Uh, as of late March, was a guy named Sion Takatakati. I don't know him. Yeah, yeah. Willie, Willie Harvey and Mac Wilson. Wait, I thought Willie Harvey hosted the Family Feud. I know that's that's a that's a common mis- misconception. Does he but, not? Uh, that's their that's their linebackers. Yeah, man. Who I mean, the fuck are they? I you could also say the same about the Chiefs linebacking <laughs> core if you're not a Chiefs fan. So I, I guess so. But 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 no, they their linebackers are terrible. Uh, they're really bad against the run. Uh, they didn't have anyone that could step up. Uh, two of their best linebackers, Christian Kirksey and Joe Sherbert, left in free agency. So you could say that they need to help Mayfield. They have to get offensive line offensive help. Offensive line. I'd even have say to. some more, uh, another weapon or two. Oh, yeah. I, I would not not, need, not be opposed to that. So in fr- you want to do free agency first? Yeah, we could do that. Because, because again, Joe Thomas retired two years ago, and that just totally decimated yeah, their Yeah, he was the heart of their line. offensive line for sure. Uh, they had Jack Conklin, uh, who did pretty well, I, I think, on the team. But um, they re-signed him or signed him. Um, no, he, he, yeah, he was from the Titans. He was from the Titans, yeah. so they signed him. That was him. their biggest... Signing right from from the Titans, correct? And they added uh, Carl Joseph, who was P- like rating wise was fine last season. Um, a safety, Carl Joseph, but from he, the Raiders, yeah, but only a one one year deal, only one yeah, year. Yeah, so he might. Uh, I mean, yeah, he'll he'll be fine. I, it's sort of a prove it deal because the Raiders drafted that that safety, uh, so that's kind of why they Abrams, let Carl yeah. Abrams and then another guy, I think. Uh, they also added Case Keenum to b- be backup, and he sort of matches the exact style that Baker. 
Uh, yeah. I totally forgot that. Yeah. They, uh, so he's going to be the backup. If something does happen to Baker, I think they're going to be Case the Keenum same team. Fine, yeah. yeah, they'll be the same team. It's Case Keenum. He's a great backup. Whenever he started for the Redskins, he was terrible. His ceiling I'm is... I'm sorry, the R words. He was yeah, very bad. Washington. Yeah, there you go. His ceiling is not as good as no. Baker, <laughs> but their floors are about the same. So it's not like they're going to super downgrade if they have to rely correct, on, on Keenum. Uh, yeah, they lost Morgan Burnett, their safety, but they right. addressed that. They lost uh, Demetrius Harris, the tight hot, end. Hot Hands Harris? Hot Hands Harris, previously in Kansas City. <laughs> they lost him to the Bears. Right, right. Uh, and they lost uh, a few more safeties, but uh, like like we said, uh, they also um, they, they addressed that. Now, uh, an interesting thing for Chiefs fans. They lost tight end Ricky Seals Jones. Oh, to to the Chiefs. To the Chiefs. That's right. Who who he's replacing Blake Bell. Yes. Who, who left? Blake, Blake Bell went to the Doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. He's we'll not chief about, anymore. We'll talk about later. But Ricky Seals Jones, I like a lot. A lot of his tape shows that he is a excuse me, I, I'm burping a lot he's because he's Seltzer's got down. Um Ricky Seals Jones, if you watch the tape from Cleveland, he he is a very tall athletic linebacker who gets open. Yeah. He can run like no nobody's business. If anybody but Baker was their quarterback, he would have had a lot more targets. Imagine him with Mahomes. Or even if Baker had an offensive line, he probably would have been able to hit Jones. Weird. So now we know the Browns signed Conklin. Big, big tackle. To help some, to help out. To big help name out. tackle. Mm-hmm. They also spent their first round pick on another offensive tackle. Jed Jedrick Willis, Willis Jr. Jr. Um, I, I I will say the only issue with this guy, he was very strong at right tackle, mm-hmm. but they already have a right tackle in Conklin. Well, wouldn't you be okay moving Conklin left though? I don't know. Out of the two, if you're going to move thing. one, if you if you want if you listen to guys like Jeff Schwartz, who is a longtime offensive lineman, and Mitch Schwartz, who is our Jeff Allen Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz and the, Mitchell Schwartz? The older brother of Mitchell Schwartz. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeff. I, I forget on. because you know he's got Jeff? a... Jeff? It's G-E-O, and it he always is. throws me off. Gay off, yeah. Yeah, gay off Schwartz. <laughs> if you would have said that, I would have known what you're talking about. But yeah, so he's the older brother of Mitchell Schwartz, who is our right tackle for the Chiefs. He's phenomenal, blah, blah, blah. They talk a lot about switching guys down the lines, but from right tackle to left tackle, that's a big change. It's a huge... Because you're huge even change. just as simple... And remember, we are... Brendan is a doctor of physical therapy, <laughs> and I have worked out before. <laughs> yeah. So the muscle memory it takes to switch from yeah. that first step back, you, man, left I, foot or right foot, that's got to be I, huge. I think it's going to be it's going to be a big change, especially a guy coming out of college in his first year. I think he'll be okay, but I think it's it's a good pick. Don't get me wrong, but I you got to keep him at right tackle. I, I, you have to keep him at right tackle. You have to switch Conklin. I would switch Conklin, but but yeah. So anyway, so they they picked him first. He is a, a starter. Um, then they, they got a safety in the second round. They got a safety in the second round. They also picked up a, a offensive lineman and then on day three, uh, Nick Harris. Yeah, but so I, they, I don't know too much about him. No, but. I mean anything past day two really is just hitter. I mean it's it could be great. But, but on day no. two they went heavy on defense with a safety, a linebacker, and uh, a defensive tackle. So my biggest, nuts. I'm surprised that they lost. So they lost a bunch of uh, tight ends. Or they lost a bunch of, not a bunch of tight ends, but they lost some weapons on offense. Yes, they did. And it was interesting that they didn't really address any of that. Yeah. Like they didn't draft, the wide receiver class was huge this it year. W- it was very big. But and I, they I waited think, till the very last pick. Right. I think with something like, um, I mean, you have Odell Beckham Jr. still. I forgot about him. Yeah. How did Baker they not? have Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in Cleveland. They should be really great. So they're like we talked about their strength of schedule this year is mm-hmm. very light. It's 31st. It's one of the easiest in the league. Hold on. We have we gone through 32, 31, and 30? 
the the Browns were thirty two. I mean, I'm sorry, the Ravens were thirty two. Yeah, and the Steelers were like, or were they twenty nine? They were. They were. In they the were top, high. Bottom they were five. Very high. So because, like, again, because of their 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 dog shit division, right. playing the Bengals twice a twice a year. Uh, yeah. The again to recap the oh wait the Ste- I'm sorry the Steelers are thirty first. They're 29th. So yeah, this we've year. we've gone through. 32, 31, and yes, 29. 32 this in 2020 are the Ravens. 31 other are the Steelers, and 29th are the Browns. So three of Again, the bottom four. <laughs> because of their division. So this year... Because they, the Bengals, remember. Right. Why, they, why the Browns? Because the Bengals. <laughs> the Browns went 6-10. and 10. This is a team that should field a really good team, should offensively. They should be a really high-scoring offensive unit, Yeah, but they're not. And it's, I mean, look, by everything we've said, it's right. because of the offensive line. Right. So if they've added pieces, done nothing but add pieces, better pieces, <laughs> since Joe Thomas left, right? Conklin, right. you can say, is not as good as Joe Thomas, but he's better than that whatever fucking door they had there. <laughs> <laughs> but again, they opened the season against the Ravens, which again, they split they split it with the Ravens yeah, this year. But so then they get a confidence builder because they play the Bengals. They play the Washington R-Words. They play the, they play the, the Cowboys division. Um, Colt. Yeah, I, this I team. I see them being the Steelers from last year. They're going to go. I eight, think they're going to go nine eight and, eight. and six, something like that. I think. I think their over under is eight. Is eight wins. That's that's what I kind of think. I think they're going to win more games, definitely. Um, but I think uh, just the fact that they're playing the NFC uh, division of the Cowboys and Eagles and R words. Yeah, the East. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I think that's going to be tougher. So I think. They're in that six to eight range. I think they might kind of do the same how they did, um, but I think they're definitely going to be a little bit better. So I'm shooting for, yeah, like you said, like close to seven, eight games. That's what I'm kind of picking. I think my hot take is that Baker is going to look very good for at least three-fourths of the season. I don't know which three-fourths. It could be early. It could be late. (laughs) But I think he's going to look very good, and people are going to remember why the Browns drafted him. I I think so, too. I think he'll come out of the gate looking really good especially confidence booster against the Bengals, things like that. Um, but I think he'll, he'll fall off a cliff because I think it's Baker, man. And I don't, I don't know anything about this new, new head coach. I don't know anything about him. I don't know if fancy, sh- what the fuck? Stefanowski. Fancy Stefanski. Yeah. That that's, was that's, it. that's what it was. Fancy Stefanski. You we, don't know fancy we Stefanski? So I don't know if, if they're going to be anything better. You know, I, I don't know if, this this big draft pick they had is gonna gonna be able to plug into their offensive line. There's a lot of questions with the, with the with the Browns. I don't they're going to be better. I think they're going to be better, but I, I don't think I don't know. I'd be surprised if they got above eight eight games. But I, just, I, I mean, look. But I would agree with you. Your your hot t- I mean, your hot takes are my hot takes right now. So <laughs> I know. Um, I I think their their defense. Say what you will. I think their defense is not going to be as good. No. And Baker Baker's going to do enough to like. Baker's drag them, them along yeah. and then suddenly they're going to fall off a cliff and not make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs next year. Nice. So there's your hot take. Hot take. Interesting. Hot take. That brings us right into because <laughs> the, the Bengals. The basement of the AFC The North. poor goddamn Bengals went 2 and 14. And let me tell you, they just missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they could have limped in. They could have limped in, been uh, just above the Steelers. God, now, dude, they who they, was their quarterback last year? Andy Dalton played for most of the season, and then and then he got benched on his birthday, dude. Look, and it was I'm sorry, vamp for a second. I'll I can vamp up. all over. Andy Dalton got a standing ovation from Buffalo because 
It was him so beating sad. him beating a team that it Buffalo was needed so to lose sad. secured Buffalo's spot. And like he took it all in stride. He waved at everybody. He felt good because that's more that's that was more of a re, of a positive reaction than he ever got in Cincinnati. So Dalton played for 13 games. They they hung with him for a while. Yeah. Benched him on his birthday. Dicks. And some guy named Ryan Finley stepped in and played for three games. How look, I don't He had Look, can I talk for no? We just can't talk. We just talk for a second. He had a less than fifty percent completion rating, forty-seven percent completion rating, rating, which is dog shit. Four hundred seventy-four yards, only averaged about five yards a pass. Um, through two touchdowns, two interceptions, and let me tell you, his uh, (laughs) oh my god, his quarterback rating was sixty-two. Which is seven away from greatness. Let me tell you, you show up and you get pretty close to that. So <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, you do. Yeah, man, uh, this, the Bengals last year they were very obviously trying to suck for Burrow. So they really did, and I don't think Dalton sorrow is, sorrow for Burrow. Burrow, I don't know sorrow for Burrow. I don't know whatever. Uh, furrow for <laughs> for Burrow. I don't think Dalton is. Bad. No, dude. Dalton I is think a he good was quarterback. He had AJ Green and that one receiver. Right. Everybody expected him to be the best quarterback because he had the best, one of the best receivers. He's in the game. he's one of the guys we'll talk about probably in the NFC North with a, a fellow I like to call Matt Matthew Stafford. Ah, yes. Who I think is put into situations constantly with like one big piece or two big pieces and nothing else to help him out. And if he doesn't find success, then the, he, everybody just not, shits on him. It's not. Yeah, it's brutal. Um, so, so a couple stats real fast, <clears throat> him and his tiny, he's got a tiny forehead and he does, he has like his hairline is, it's very close very, to his eyes and he's ginger. So, which is a big problem. Yikes. So the Bengals last year, again, they were two and 14. So whatever they want our over under, they were, they were terrible on both sides of the ball. They gave up 34 points, 34 plus points. Four times last season. Yeah. Which is unconscionable. That's too many. They only scored 34 plus one time in a game they lost to the Dolphins. They scored, like, I think it was like 35. I think that's what it was. And lost in overtime to the Dolphins. <laughs> Those poor <laughs> fucking bastards. So it, it was an overtime, like I said. They were 30th in defensive DVOA, which is terrible, and 29th in offensive DVO, which is so bad. Um, like I said, Dalton was benched on his birthday. He threw 14 interceptions and only 16 touchdowns in 13 games. Um, and last year, their their uh, strength of schedule was t- tied for 27th. So it was a super easy schedule. Super easy. Very easy and schedule. And still couldn't do anything with it. Yeah. Man. So y- this team, where do you start This is in what is, they need help? <laughs> I know that they just had this conversation like five, six years ago about rebuilding. That right. was the whole point of Andy Dalton, right. but that is where they're at. And I know we're going to get there. I see your I see your notes up there. Yeah, but they rebuilt. Well, they made their defense serviceable through free agency. They did, yes. And then they started yes. actually rebuilding their offense through in, the draft. In the draft, they they had a very heavy offensive draft, which we'll talk about. So definitely, I mean, their offensive line was brutal last season. Their quarterbacks, Andy Dalton and. Whoever the other guy was, I can't remember his name. Ryan Finley. Yeah, his name is a black hole of I don't know. <laughs> they were sacked on more than seven percent of their dropbacks. That is t- that tied is for so many. That's tenth worst in the league. They were sacked so many times. So again, it's another that's, one of those things where it's not really their fault. 
if they can't get yep. a fucking two seconds to throw the ball. Right. So they they have a couple offensive line guys that they got rid of. Uh, man, they, they signed a new guy, Bobby Hart, who I don't know too much about. Um, oh. well, la- last offseason, I think. That was a big boy burp. That, I'm telling you, I'm, feel, I'm full of seltzer and bubbles. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so, and, and basically their whole thing was we knew Joe Burrow was coming out of this draft and the Bengals with their number one pick was going to go after Joe Burrow. I, I honestly think though, that's why they just decided to put in Finley at the end. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, well, we don't want the second or third pick. So let's right. put Finley in, make it look like we think whatever is going right. to help us. And now Andy Dalton is with the Cowboys as Dak Prescott's as a backup. backup for a lot of money. For a lot of money, but because that team is built around somebody being able to be serviceable at quarterback, like that that whole team, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know this is true for most teams, but that whole team falls apart if they can't have somebody to pass the ball. Correct. Absolutely. And I totally agree with you. Um, also, their linebacking core is really bad. They gave up 4.7 yards a carry, which That's a is lot. atrocious. That's a first down every three carries. And, uh, Defensive run efficiency, kind of like all the stats. Nerds. They're 28th in def- Like, if you ran the ball against the, the Bengals, you're going to get a first. You're going to succeed. Yeah. You're going to be fine. So, they had to bring in linebackers. Obviously, quarterback was a big position of need <laughs> since, you they, could say, since they got rid of Andy Dalton on his birthday. Oh, man. So, so basically, yeah, they everyone knew they were going to get this is from SB Nation's thing. Oh, oh, I thought that said Clancy Jungle. And I said. <laughs> Who the fuck <laughs> is that? Is that their new head coach? Yeah, Clancy, Clancy Jungle. Jungle. Uh, no, this is the guy they picked up. It was like the Sean uh, McVay coaching tree. Oh. Who? Uh, yeah, what, the famous Sean McVay. You know, Sean McVay, the guy who shit himself in the Super Bowl and then they filled a terrible team last year. Yep. We'll get into it. Yep. Um, uh, this guy, this their new head coach, whose name he could be Blub Clan- Blub Clancy McFluff Jungle. Love. I don't know. Yeah, Clancy Jungle. Head coach Clancy Jungle, uh, copyright. Um, he is from that. He basically runs the same offense as like LSU instituted with Joe Burrow in his last season with the L- with LSU. Yeah. Because in 2018, uh, there was a lot of talk about if Joe Burrow came out in that draft, he would not be drafted high because 2018 for Joe Burrow was not very hot. Was not very good. Right. 2019, they instituted kind of a new offense, and he he excelled. He was so good. And their new head coach, that was a big thing during the draft they talked about, was that their new head coach was very big on that type of offense. So I think I think they're going to succeed a little bit. It's um, hard to do worse than 2-14. and 14. Right. So, so basically, at this point, you have to support Joe Burrow. You have to get, you have to get pieces to support Joe Burrow. So we know he was the number one draft he pick. He was the number one draft pick. And they immediately tried to support him with their number right. two draft pick, which right. was T. Higgins. Yes. One of, which actually he fell out of the first round. A lot of people thought he was going to be one of the first round wide receivers. Right. Uh, so they, I think they, they hit that really well. Right. Uh, so, so you have two new pieces coming on offense. that are going to be day one starters. Yes. And if you have a healthy AJ green and this T Higgins fellow, I think you're putting Joe Burrow at least I, I in a you're, weapons. You're putting him in a fairly good spot in weapons. Yeah. You still need offensive line in, in free agency. They did sign. I don't even want to try to pronounce his name. Uh, Javier Suafilo. Ah, yes. I think I nailed it. Yep. As the the guard from the Cowboys. <laughs> Signed in for three million a year for three years. Again, not not too bad. In the draft, they like we talked about, they got T. Higgins, which I think is, is going to be a big uh weapon for the Bengals. For sure. They didn't pick up anything in 
the offensive line to like the sixth round? Yeah, and it's a guard out of Kansas. I'm not going to pronounce his name either. So yeah, I, I don't want to. But but again, for this team to want to put pieces around Burrow and protect Burrow, I, that's that's kind of bizarre to me. It might be. I mean, maybe their offensive line is better than we're giving credit for. Again, we don't really know the Bengals Could that be. well. Could be. Again, this but again, is pure opinion from Chiefs fans. But again, if 7% of the time they were sacked. They were sacked. It's not great. <laughs> but but so, uh, so, you're, so you're drafting weapons. Right. Burrow's more mobile than Dalton. He is. He's very. He's a mobile guy. Who's he, their running back? I don't know. The Bengals. So, so there's another problem because the 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 Tigers, LSU Tigers, had a running back drafted in the first round. Right. Right. So they had a very good running back. So if we don't know the name of their running back, that's probably a problem, and it's not going to help Burrow out some. But they they so another one they lost is Tyler Eifert. Oh, Joe Mixon. Oh yeah, old Mixon. You know, that's mix, mixing a batch. Joe, Joe Mixon. I call him mixing a batch. Who I think averaged like three yards a carry. Yeah. <laughs> Which really isn't horrible. Oh, it's bad. That's bad. I mean, <laughs> it puts you in a fourth and one spot. Yeah. You're fine. <laughs> they, so their biggest loss to me was Tyler Eifert. They were tied in. That, and that would have helped out Burrow best. so much. But they went. He went to Jacksonville for for a good amount of money. They also lost Darkies Dennard, which, as much as you don't like cor- uh, that guy as a cornerback, he was your best cornerback, was, and you lost him. I mean, he's the best. Yeah. Uh, they also lost their defensive tackle Andrew Billings. I don't know how much he played, honestly, but it was enough to to sign a one year prove it deal with someone else. Right. Uh, in free agency, though, like we said, they they built through free agency on the defense, mm-hmm. so they signed DJ Reader, which is a defensive tackle. Oh yeah, I forgot about the that. Texans. That that was their big sign. They yeah. paid over fifty million for him. Fuck. So they're really relying <laughs> on that to like kind of anchor their line. They also got Trey Waynes and McKenzie Alexander from the Vikings, both oh, yeah. cornerbacks. That's right. That's right. So they're 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 honestly in pretty good shape on the. On, on the defensive side of the ball now. I don't oh, know for yeah. I don't know for how long. Because again, all these were made through free agency. So I don't know how long they're gonna be good, but they're gonna be serviceable. And that's more than they were last year when they couldn't hold the Dolphins to under 30 points points. Correct. So, and, and and again, so <laughs> over under <laughs> it's gonna be over. Yeah. So so again, so their their strength of schedule for uh 2020. Um I think again, because just because their conference is pretty high, it is twenty seventh. How is it that low? Because it, their conference was so bad. Yeah, but and I, and I think uh, let's see. everyone from this conference is twenty seven or lower. That's mm-hmm. nuts. I think because fuck, where did that thing? Well, either way, they're going to win more than two games. They're going to. I I'll put them at five or six. I think they're going to be where the Browns were at last year, which is really good for a day one new starter at quarterback. If you have a new guy right. running your offense, that's going six and ten is good to me. I mean, it's not good mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, but correct. I, I think again, yeah, they're they're going to win more two uh, two games with Joe Burrow just plugging him into that offense. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I have a lot of gas in me. I don't know. I'm burping a lot. So seltzers, it's like know, the dude. W- Willy Wonka factory. Jesus Christ, I'm going to start, start floating, floating here. Um, I, I would agree with you. They're going to be a lot like the Browns, and they're going to get closer to to six games. I'll give them six. I would give them six. I think that'd be a good idea. Um, it's more than two, but it's definitely more than two. Uh, but I, I don't think this team's going to be that, that that good. There's no way. I think going from two games to like six to like making the playoffs, no fucking way. Not a, not a chance in hell. My hot take is centered around Burrow. I think everyone's is. Mm-hmm. 
I think he's actually going to come out and do well. I think he's gonna he's gonna be the type of guy, especially with uh fancy what was it fancy Stanovsky fancy Stefanski safe stain fancy Stefanski. I think if they plug him in the correct offense, kind of like uh what Kingsborough did with uh uh the Arizona Cardinal Kyler Murray Kyler Murray yeah Kyler Murray succeeded for the most part for sure. We'll, again, we'll He'll talk about better. we'll talk about we'll talk about it later. Uh, I think you're setting Burrow up in offense that will play to his strengths. Um, so I, I I would agree with you. I think they're going to do better with Burrow. Um, I just think there's so many questions on like defense that it's like, yeah. who fucking knows? That's why I mean, well, that's why they're not getting to eight and eight. They're going, they're going under <laughs> that. But um, so I, I, man, I don't know, man. I, I think my hot take kind of centers on Burrow. I think he's going to do better, but I think their defense is going to tank. I think their defense, they're not going to field a good defense at all. No, yeah. Burrow will shine in a other. It smells like watermelon. Well, that's the thing. They all smell like the flavor they are. And, and it doesn't taste like watermelon, does it? It just smells like it. it. And that's like what celery. Fools. It fools your mouth into thinking it's the flavor. <laughs> this watermelon white claw tastes like celery. God damn. <laughs> all right. Again, refreshing. I mean, sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a, a quick break. You'll hear for a word from our sponsors. Word from our sponsors at HopeClothingKC.com. That's right. We'll be back in a minute. Bye. Hey, Brian. Do you remember what happened in February? Oh, yeah. You and Molly got engaged. What? No, that was literally a year ago, last May. Dude, did you make shirts to commemorate what happened? Oh, yes. The shirts I made for that event that I remember. You know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Oh, yes. You mean the red and yellow shirts supporting Greenworks KC. <laughs> How could I forget? Okay. Are we done with this bit? We definitely are. Use promo code DEBATE10 at HopeClothingKC.com for any purchase, including the red and yellow limited run Super Bowl t-shirts. All purchases benefit local Kansas City charities, Rose Brooks and Greenworks KC. Again, that's HopeClothingKC.com. Promo code DEBATE10. Go fuck yourself, Las Vegas. Uh, I can edit all this out. Oh, hey, yeah, I'm so glad everyone is back, man. We know we forgot to say at the beginning to strap the fuck in because we have some shit to say. Vargas never lets us talk about football nope. on the show. No, nope. on either debates on tap or in and We're not allowed. So now it, we're, it's much like fart s'mores jail where he <laughs> allowed us to be out of NFL jail. Granted, he's very far away from us. He is very far away from us <laughs> until next time we do this show. And hopefully he'll provide some color commentary. <laughs> I don't know if he was going to sit for two hours. He might not, but, <laughs> but we are back with our white claws. We're back with NFC North. Man. Uh, quick note. White claws are not good. No, I, I don't this get watermelon it. one is by far the worst. I don't get it. And after three, it should taste the best, yeah, right? I'm kind of drunk. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why someone, Explain us on Twitter or Instagram the, or Facebook. The Bud Light seltzers are far better. Those are good. Far better. These are. I mean, they're something. They're doing. They're doing the job that they're I need not, them to do. I, I much like we t- talked about. They're fine. I can drink them. They take no. Like, the watermelon one's not fine. No, it's fine. bad. I'm gonna lower it to four out of ten. Yeah, yeah. The I watermelon think. gets a four out of ten. Hard <laughs> debates on tap opinion here. So we're back in the NFC North. Right. This is a. It's a weird, I mean, when you look at every division, every division's weird. Very. But this one, I did not see the Packers going 13 and three. No, dude. They they went 13 and three. They were blown out in the divisional round against the 49ers who just ran all over them. Yeah, they could not stop the run. 
Uh, so basically they also, one of their big losses in the season too was against the 49ers who also destroyed them in the regular season. In the regular season, they held Rodgers to just 3.2 yards uh, average, basically. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks Man. of this generation, for those who don't know. And and his stats in the divisional round game are good, but that was basically late. They, they didn't wake up and start doing anything until late in like the third quarter or something like that. Um, Aaron Rodgers, like Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Um, they were eighth in offensive DVOA. And actually, if you break down their stats and efficiency, they were more efficient running the ball than they were throwing it, which is strange. But again, if you're, if you're playing like a nickel or dime package every time right. they come up. And again, I think this is going to come up later because basically Rodgers had no one to throw to, but Devontae Adams and yep. a lot of scarecrows to stick them on their hands. Yep. So yeah, so um, and remember, DVOA <laughs> is the nerd category That's filled their, out. The efficiency rating, nerd checkboxes. Uh, their defense was fifteenth. Um, Not bad, very middle of the road, almost road. exactly middle of the they road. They came in fifteenth in sacks. Okay, because I think they had those brothers, TJ and and <laughs> yeah, one of the Watt brothers, yeah, you know, Dupree, that other guy, <laughs> and they were fourth at interceptions. So their defense was not terrible. Uh, running defense was Again, something to be desired. But as again, we've said multiple times, this just shows defense does not win you championships. It won like no, three dude. championships yeah, out dude. of the 50 of them that have been won. And again, I would say offense, like offseason wise, they needed so many weapons for Rodgers. Um, this team. Do you think they got them, Brendan? We'll talk about that here and <laughs> give me two seconds. Uh, this, te- this was a team that was po- like poised, like they had all. So you're so excited Man. about how they poised they were. They were they they hit a lot of the check boxes other than wide receiver and kind of tight end for like, hey, this team is gonna make a run in the you NFC. Give, you give Rodgers any other weapon yeah, besides dude. just the one. And they they make it I mean they probably still go thirteen and three, they, but they, they make they, they don't get blown up. out. I don't know if I said this, but they were tied for fourteenth strength schedule, which is a little bit harder, but but not so bad. It's Above, not so bad. Yeah, it's yeah. So with just again, Devonte Adams. At one point, do you remember the clip where he counted how many people were on him, and it was like three or four people? Yeah, were on him alone. It's, that means they're okay. Okay, if you're just listening because you're a de- de- debates fan, right. I'm first of all surprised that you made it this far. <laughs> if you're made Se- it an hour in, second of all, there are eleven men on the field at each time. For offense and defense. Right. So that means that there were three people on Devontae Adams. That means eight of them were covering the other 10 men. Yes. Somebody was going to be open, and but they couldn't, like, they don't have any other playmakers. Correct. They did not have a receiver break a thousand yards. Devontae Adams, 997, averaged 12 yards a catch, which is phenomenal. Devontae's good. Devontae's really good. They had this guy, Lazard. I've heard that name Some on guy? a few. Yeah, on a few. I think he was a tight Alan end. Lazard, who popped up late in the season and had 477 yards, 13.6 yards per. I think per he was reception. their tight end. Yeah, who was fine. Uh, Valdez Scantling kind of showed name, up yeah. showed up late too. But but again, you had Devonte Adams and then nobody. Yeah, Lizard but again in the off season. Their main need, number one need, I would argue, is wide receiver. They need someone to help. Devonte Adams, Lazard, Geronimo Allison, uh, all these guys. So you're telling me, just real quick, yeah. that quarterback is not their number one listen, priority. I, I'm saying the number one priority easily 
Where are my hands? They're down. They're down. Wide receiver. So not Again, not quarterback, to clarify. <laughs> they also need some linebacking help uh, because, again, they had a, a guy named Blake Martinez who had a shitload of tackles in 2019. 155. 155 which tackles. People who hit 100 tackles are considered elite. Elite. Hit motherfucker hit 155. But look at this next line. His average stop came five yards down the field. Hey, man. <laughs> but who else is getting them, right? That's who else true. is getting them? That's very true. Someone's got to. They, they, need, they need some type of in, inside linebacker. They're, they were they were the league's thir- 23rd uh, uh, rushing defense. It kind of seems like linebackers are just a league-wide need. I think so, man. Um, they just don't make them like Ray Lewis anymore. You know, offense, uh, and obviously, uh, offensive tackle is a big need. Uh, Brian Balaga, he went to the Chargers, left sure free did. agency. Biggest free agent move. Uh, uh, David Bakhtiara will be a free agent next year. Yeah, the, the lineman that chugged that beer on the... Yeah, uh, yeah it was pretty good. Also, by the way, since you just mentioned Blake Martinez, they oh. lost him too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so they lost, I would say, their top three players right. besides Rodgers and, and Adams. Right. Like, so, that's rough. So again, they need big playmakers uh, in the offseason. I think they did. They signed Devin Funches, who I think came from the Panthers. That's who he was drafted and he was by. Very, he was hurt last year. <laughs> he was a Michigan receiver. Right. He's got the measurables. Yes. He, he has all the but things. Like, he never produced... Even when Cam Newton was thrown, but they didn't do a whole lot in free agency. They signed some lineman who I've never heard of. They signed Devin Funches, who was hurt last year. They signed another linebacker in Christian Kirksey, but again, they didn't do a whole lot in free agency. I'll, I'll say they re-signed Mason Crosby. They which did, was huge, which is a big. I, I mean, love him. If you want to kick the fuck out of the ball, you sign Mason Crosby. Here's a here's a fun fact, which may surprise you. Their tight end, Mercedes Lewis. Oh. Who years ago went off for Jacksonville? Yes, he was a big Jackson Jaguars player. They re-signed him, and oh. he was not even one of the top three receivers in that list that you read. No, <laughs> which means he was on the team last year. Let me tell you, I didn't even know he was on the team last yeah. year. Yeah, I have it down that he was re-signed. So he only co- he played sixteen games out of sixteen. So he wasn't even hurt. Played sixteen games, hundred fifty-six yards. Oh my god! They did <laughs> to their credit. They did re-sign that lizard fellow. They did. So the lizard and man he's a wide is receiver. Back. He's not a tight end. Yeah, he's, that was, he's back. That's yeah. my fault. Uh, they they signed. They re-signed one of their defensive edge guys, Tyler uh, Lannister. Oh. This, uh, I think he is the tall one. So, oh, they had a. They had they signed the uh, tight end from Seattle last year too. Remember that? Oh Graham, yeah, Graham Norton. You know who it is. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah. So again. Going into the draft, free agency, they picked up Devin Funches. Who who knows what he's going to do? I need to get. We need to get into the draft because some shit. Let me tell you. Okay, so do now you have some things you want to say before the draft. No, because now I'm pissed. <laughs> yeah, we're all. I don't know what the Packers are doing. Okay, to summarize, we just said they needed wide receivers. They need offensive or, help. They need offensive, they need offensive weapons, weapons or linebackers, right? So so if they addressed any of those picks. Or, or any of those positions with the first pick. So it would have made sense, so obviously, right? Obviously, and, and 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 with their pick, there's there was a lot of people who fell fell to them. How we just talked about T. Higgins before the break, Bro. who fell to the second round. The wide receiver class in this draft is so deep, right? Very deep. And what did the Packers do? Well, they traded up. They traded up. They traded up for Jordan Love, Oklahoma's quarterback. I think he had like a pre-draft grade of like top three rounds, yeah, maybe like first or second. Fine. Like he was like 
fine. The top half of the bottom five guys. In he the- is a very athletic uh, quarterback. But you're but what you're saying, you just traded up to to draft your quote unquote quote unquote backup quarterback. Why? Because Rodgers is still on like three or four years yeah, of that they, huge extension. They have him for a while, and if they try to cut him, that's a huge cap. They're going to so lose so they're much. They're not going to cut him. So why draft this guy who's arguably not going to play a snap of football until 2022, 23? This is an official call out to any Packers fans that might be listening that either might be feel this way or know someone that feels this way. Do you? Is there a positive take? on taking Jordan Love. Like, do you guys really think that Aaron Rodgers' time is up? Because that motherfucker made throws last year that, that was only insane. Aaron Rodgers can insane. make. He still had it. He but, still has it. But again, you don't give him any help, you're fucked. And yeah, Guess so, what? So in this draft, yeah. we said they needed wide receiver, wide receiver help. Mm-hmm. They didn't draft a wide receiver in this draft. Nope. And they Which drafted is, one tight end in the fucking third round. And like a running back later, like bizarre. So bizarre. I don't they, understand what they're doing. They did draft a lot of offensive linemen. They did. And they got a, a, a linebacker in the fifth round, but that was the only thing they did. They didn't draft anything on the front on the defensive line. Quarterback, running back, tight end were their first three picks. So <laughs> I don't know, man. I am blown away by this draft. After I, the shit they lost in free agency, they didn't do anything to like regain those people. I, they I lost Tremont Williams, by the way. I don't get it. I don't I don't understand what the Packers are doing, especially since Rodgers came out before the draft and gave interviews where he was like, We need, please God, give me help. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, that was it. <laughs> Jimmy Graham Norton. <laughs> yeah, they he went to the Bears. So yeah, he's gone. And, and they lost a tackle to the Bears as well, Jason Spriggs. Fucking Christ. Um, this year, yeah, their, what's strength, their strength? strength schedule is 15th. So kind so of very tough. middle. Of, well, yeah, but also little average. Little I mean, tough. just barely tougher than average. You, because look, you look at their schedule. Um, they open with, wow, Vikings, Lions. They play the Saints this year. They play that the South. And f- um, I mean, I know it's the Falcons, but you man. can't ever cut those guys out just <laughs> because. The 49ers again. They got a tough schedule. I don't think they're going to win 13 games this year. No, if we're doing over under, they're definitely going under. No, I I don't I think they're going to be kind of in that 10, the Vikings. Six. I think they're going to be closer to the Vikings. Yeah. In 10 win season. I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to 13. And I sw- I I have my hot take. And I and I think this is because Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most petty players to you ever play, so? to ever play the game of football. I think he's going to be I love Aaron. I love Aaron Rodgers, too. And he's best friends with Patrick Mahomes as the Allstate commercial show. So good, so good. But I think he's going to be so pissed off this year. He's going to kind of elevate a little bit. But I think overall as a team, they're not going to do well. What's going to do well. So we're both saying under. Oh, under, under. Do you have your hot take? I have mine. What's your hot take? My hot take. Who's the same? Who's their coach? It's not fancy Stefanskin. It is that little guy. Herbie Kitchens. (laughs) It's not... It's some yeah. It, it's it's the guy who is like the worst Matt version. Lafleur. Yeah, he's the worst version of the 49ers head coach. He's a young guy. He's younger than Aaron Rodgers. That's got to be rough. <laughs> Matt Matt Lafleur. You have to say it like that, by the way. Matt Lafleur. So okay. My hot take is: I think the Packers are going to be very middle of the road leading up to right. week eight nine. Like they're probably going to split at five hundred. 
And I think he's. I think Matt Lafleur is going to find an excuse to bench Rodgers before Week Ten and to do something with Jordan Love and to start Jordan Love. <laughs> oh. I think. He, I think after that 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 Forty Niners game yes. is in Week Nine. Yep. That could be the perfect opportunity for Lafleur to be like, because because they're probably going to get run over again. I think so. That would be the perfect opportunity for Lafleur to be like, well, Rodgers it still can't beat the team that beat us last year, so maybe Jordan Love will. So you, <laughs> oh, I think Rodgers is going to get benched before a healthy scratch. Yeah, before the end of the season, and he's going to implode. Can you imagine Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> he's got enough money. Is he st- still dating Danica Patrick? Oh. Well, didn't they? They yeah, seem they, like a good couple. They did because she seems off too, <laughs> you know, in just a personality type. Uh, uh, yeah, type of way. Listen, you're not wrong because she is a uh, she's a race car driver. For those who don't know sports, she is. Uh, oh yeah, I think they're still still dating. He dated Olivia Munn. Yeah, and then immediately jumped into a relationship yeah, with Danica. Patrick. By the way, big downgrade from Olivia Munn to Listen, Danica Patrick. Yeah, Dana, oh. even just the name. Olivia versus Danica. I'm going to tell you which one I'd choose. Uh, I, I don't know. Hot take wise, I think, yes, I think uh, this is the year that Rogers looks human. Um, oh. I, I think this is the year that Rogers goes, listen, I don't have any help. I'm old now. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. I'm going to lay down and die. <laughs> For it, those Chiefs fans that remember the Packers game, we had Matt Moore in. We almost won. We came dangerously close to winning that game with Matt Moore. It had to. There were two crazy throws that Rodgers make. Yes, only Rodgers and make. a giant fumble by uh, McCoy. I think. Yeah, that was huge. But I, I still go back to if Rodgers doesn't make those two inhuman no. plays, they don't nope. win. They don't win that game. So we 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 would have won that game coming off of Matt, uh, Patrick Mahomes' kneecap dislocation with Matt Moore starting. Yep, and we would we would have won that game. Yep. But but again. So if they do bench Rodgers for Jordan Love, then <coughs> next yeah. time we will win that game. So yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the Packers, man. Such a I, I would say of the eight teams we're covering today, the weirdest offseason. The weirdest offseason. And the craziest By far. Dra- I don't I don't I do not understand what the Packers are doing. Do not understand it. But they won their division, and that brings us to the Vikings, who went ten and six and also made the playoffs. So they two did. teams from the in the playoffs from this division. They did, and they lost Two New Orleans in the divisional round in a in a in a defensive slugfest, which is yeah against yep. against the Saints because I, which I is remember, weird, right? Those two teams having a defensive yeah. like fight. It was crazy because I think yeah that was the game where they pre- like the Saints pressured uh, Kirk Cousins constantly. It was brutal. It was a crazy game. Um, so the, the Vikings uh, DVOA wise, they had the seventh rated defense, pretty good defense. They also had the tenth. Uh, uh, rated uh, offense with a huge passing game because of Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. And we'll who's get a great route runner. Great route runner. And we'll get into that in a second. I cannot wait to talk about Stefan Diggs. Their uh, uh, strength schedule for last season was 10th. So tough pretty, schedule. Pretty and they still tough. went 10 and 6. Right. They were sixth in sacks. Who's their quarterback? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, yeah. If you can, <laughs> if you have the tenth strength of schedule and you can win ten games, ten games. with Kirk Cousins, you have a good team Playing around. The Packers them. every year, like twice. Tough. Very. I tough. mean, yeah. Uh, so again, so they had uh, six in sacks and third in interceptions, led by guys like Xavier Rhodes and other things like that. So, hmm, this still seems to support the fact that in today's NFL championships are not won by defense right interesting man 
This team was crazy to watch because, again, like we talked about, they were a fantastic passing team when they passed the ball. There was that whole thing where Steve, or Stephon Diggs was like, give me the give fucking me the, ball. Yep. yep. <laughs> and it's not even, it, it, I don't even think it was a scheme thing. It no. was that Kirk Cousins doesn't know when to pass doesn't the fucking like ball. Doesn't like to pass the ball. Like he would like get out of plays, run the ball more. They, and they weren't a great running team. The only, well, the, that's the thing though. The only reason the national media didn't shake their finger more at, the, right. at, at them was that they had Dalvin Cook who can put up fucking monster numbers. Crazy good. But you had Kirk Cousins who whenever he decides to, let loose and actually throw the ball to guys like Stefan Diggs and, and you like Thielen. that. <laughs> you like that can actually do stuff with the ball. And let me tell you, they, bro, they, they, they just, they floundered. They went to the divisional round. Didn't play that well. Well played. Okay. And then what'd they do in the off season? They did a lot. So they, <laughs> I mean, the biggest thing uh, I see on your notes there, their their biggest struggles before free agency were cornerback offensive line. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they, I mean, they had a pass rush, but uh, I mean, they could be better. Right. So what they did was trade (laughs) the squeaky wheel. Yes. They traded Stefan Diggs to the bills, which I cannot wait for next month. That is going to be a fun episode. Josh Allen and Diggs is going to be fucking fun. Nuts. Nuts. So they trade away their best. I'll, I'll say second best. I still think Dalvin Cook is the best weapon on that yes, offense. Yes, he's a huge weapon. Yes, but they trade away their second best. They had look, man. I'm getting I'm getting worked up even talking about it because when you realize <laughs> that they had Diggs, Thielen, and Dalvin Cook on the same team, right? And they couldn't win the division. I mean, mainly because of Rodgers, but Rodgers is is declining, and you still can't win the division with. Right. I would say three of the best five weapons in that mm-hmm. whole division and you can't win more than 10 games. Yeah. So Pretty you trade. So insane. your answer is to fucking trade away. The so best your answer is to get rid of Stefan Diggs. Your answer is they got rid of, uh, Xavier Rhodes. They got rid of Trey Waynes, uh, McKenzie Alexander. I think they, yeah, they, I think they lost. Didn't they lose? They lost their entire secondary. Didn't they lose Everson Griffin or is he, did he resign? Uh, I'm pretty sure Everson Griffin, which is their, their like leading pass rusher, by the way. No, the, I think they got rid of Everson Griffin. Yeah. So you lost three huge names off your team and, you, and, and your, your answer was to draft another wide receiver. But, uh, one of the, one of the wide receivers, by the way, that Why? was like in the bottom t- of the 10, like the top 10, probably in, in the bottom, if even the top 10. Yeah, they took a giant hit and... <sighs> so this... So by the way, okay, this this will be fun for people who like to keep up with things five years down the road. The pick that they used, so they traded the Bills, Stephon Diggs. They got back the 22nd pick and they spent that pick on Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of Louisiana State. So right. like I said... It'll be fun seeing what they like because technically what you did there was trade Stefan Diggs for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, basically. So it'll be interesting to see the next two or three years how their uh, production matches up with each other because I would say they traded away the better player. They did. They, they traded away the better, better player. Um, there's a lot of questions on the cornerback, like the safety side or like uh, secondary side. Yeah. They re signed, uh, what's his name? Anthony Harris, their safety. Or like put him on a franchise tag. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and one year for eleven million, by the correct. way. Correct. 
And Everson Grifton technically is still a free agent. So okay. there's still there's still no answers on that. Um, they also uh, need a lot of offensive line help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but like you said, in, in the draft, they picked wide receiver Justin, Jeff- Justin Jefferson and a quarterback, Jeff Gladney, who I, I liked him a lot. I think uh, Justin, Jeff Gladney is going to be a pretty darn good secondary cornerback guy. Um, but I think, again, losing that many pieces in your secondary is going to be a huge, huge like bet. They did re-sign Kirk Cousins. Thank two God. Years, two years, $66 million. Let me tell you. That's a that dude <laughs> gets, he scrapes by. He gets teams <laughs> to limp across the finish line into the playoffs right. and is rewarded with $66 million over two years. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I think overall with the, with, the, with the Vikings, they had a pretty solid draft. Um, they picked up the two, two really solid wide receiver and cornerback in Gladney and Jefferson. Uh, picked up another cornerback later on. And then in the second round, they had a Ezra Cleveland, who is a tackle, mm-hmm. fall to them. Yeah. Which I think he's going to be a pretty good starter. Okay. Um, they had 15 picks in this draft. It is shitload of picks. So they definitely <laughs> went quantity over quality, I would say, for the for the most part. You know, they didn't like trade up to get right. some crazy right. some crazy guy. But 15 picks, you're even if you fill those holes, LOL, with <laughs> like just serviceable players, right. you're still betting that you're going to be able to fill those holes left by like Xavier Rhodes and, and Correct. Everson Correct. Griffin and things. So, <sighs> so that brings us to this season. Uh, this season, they have the tied for the 10th hardest schedule in the league. So kind of, so I mean, where they were last year, right? Pr- pretty tough, pretty tough. Um, so this year they're going to face teams like God, they open the season against the Packers. That's going to be, I think that's, that's going to be their litmus test. Yeah. For what, how this team's going to do. Hell, maybe um, Jordan Love will start that game. <laughs> Fuck, who knows? Um, but yeah, but they have a. I, I think in their division, uh, it's gonna be pretty tough. They play God. They play the Saints a couple times. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um. So when it comes to winning ten games again, I think with the way the Packers are gonna be, I think this team might win more games. Interesting. What do you think? I'm giving them uh, uh, a straight line. I'm giving them neither. You're, you're I think saying, they're going to be back even, around 10, six. Uh, you can't lose digs unless Justin Jefferson just blows me yeah, out of the that, water. That's very true. And Thielen, despite being good, he did not have a lot of yards, a lot of catches. Yeah. I, so. I think they actually dropped some dead weight. And we talked about this mm-hmm. whenever he was a free agent, Xavier Rhodes started to kind of fall off a cliff. A little yeah. Bit. So I think they actually dropped some dead weight there and they're going to add with like youthful speed. Right. So, I think they're going to be about the same. I do think they miss the playoffs because I think the NFC overall is just going to be better this year. Right. And let's not forget Thielen missed like six games. Yeah. So because of the hamstring. If, if Thielen gets hurt again and you're just down to, to your rookie wide receiver and Dalvin screwed. Cook yeah. and Kirk Cousins, by the way, <laughs> yeah, it's not going to look great. So, yeah, I'm going. You're, you're staying at 10 games. Yeah. Around that. I, I think I would agree with 10 games. I think I might just give them. Maybe a hair more, but I, I, you know, now that I think about it, I think 10 games would probably be pretty good. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you parrot and son of a bitch. I, do you have a hot take? Dude, this is, I, I, I don't know that I do have a hot take because this is such a weird team. Yeah, it's, it's bizarre. This, this team is the, 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 def, the definition of up and down. Who uh, fucking knows what they're going to do? Yeah. My hot take is that if he's healthy, Thielen is going to have a better year than Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. 
I know. They don't call it a hot take for nothing, fella. Let me tell you. Rendered so, you speechless. That was pretty crazy. Because Thielen missed... He only played 10 games. That's why I said if healthy. I got to put true. an asterisk on my hot Thiel- take. So, so yeah. So Thielen only played 10 games. He averaged 13.9 yards a catch. Yep. Um, yeah. And then Stefan Diggs played 15 games. So he missed one game. Averaged 17.9 yards a catch. Yeah. Uh, and again, he's going to a big arm in, with jo- with Josh Allen. Yeah. So that, that's a really good that's a really good hot take. But he you got to remember Diggs had Thielen on the other side. Like it's hard yeah. to cover both those guys and very Dalvin true. Cook. Very true. I, I think uh, so. My hot take with this team is I think their secondary is going to implode. I think they're so young with a lot of rookies yeah. and a lot of guys who are just coming in. They're going to implode and they're going to give up a lot of yards this season. That would be fun to get in the shootouts with the Vikings. Yeah. Well. Not us. Maybe one side. <laughs> I don't know if Kirk Cousins can keep up with the shootout. But, wow. You know, so so yeah, I think uh, the Vikings are, uh, man, they're primed for maybe a, a pretty hypothetically explosive offense and a sh- super shitty defense. Implosive defense. Yes. So. Yeah. That'll be fun for us to watch because I don't give a shit about the NFC North. Yep. So that brings us to the very mediocre Chicago Bears. Who literally went. Eight and eight. Yep. 500. Yep. <laughs> Missed the playoffs. So again, it, it's kind of weird how these divisions parallel each other because so in the AFC North, you had one very good team, an okay team. Yes. Very mediocre. And then a dog, really bad dog team. shit. Same with this. You're two of them made the playoffs out of this division. So it's a little skewed. Yeah. I mean, but you trade the Vikings for the Steelers and then, yes. you know, and then you have this team who, I mean, we're, we could talk a lot about the Mitch Trubisky, Mahomes, Watson. Nah, that's been talked about enough. Look, if you tra- if you get Mitch Trubisky and you missed Deshaun Watson <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes, like correct. But it, it drafts every every year, somebody's like, "Oh, you can't miss with this guy," and you're, it's a complete miss. So, so oh, whoa, man. we're whoa. so on the same we're, page. We're in sync. Um, so yeah, so the Bears went eight and eight. They missed the playoffs. Um, because partly because the the two teams in their division made the playoffs. Yeah, um, they were twenty fifth offensive DVOA. Their offense was pretty brutally bad. Nerds say they're bad. Their defense eighth. Their defense was pretty stellar. You it know, was pretty good. In the second half of this show, I think I've said that defense doesn't win championships five times already. But I'll again, say it six. Their defense dragged them to eight and eight. Yeah. Um, did it they, win them a championship? They nope. were they were eighth in sacks, partly because of the big Cleo Mack trade, uh, two thousand eighteen. Only smart decision they Only made in decision. the past four years. They were twenty fifth in interceptions, so not good, not great turnovers. Um, but again, because of Cleo Mack in this upcoming draft, things like that, which we'll talk about in a second, they had no first round picks, and their cap space was pretty damn limited. Yeah, which is something I think we'll hit here in a second because of a big first, uh, big cap. Uh, free agency signing they had, uh-huh. um, but you basically you're rolling with Mitch Trubisky and this team. Much count, I think I hit on uh, earlier with uh, uh, I, I can't remember exactly what team I talked about, but <laughs> this team. Oh, oh, with uh, Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Yeah, this team lives and dies by their quarterback. Yeah, and you have a guy like Mitch Trubisky, who I'm uh, honestly surprised they got to eight and eight. I'm super because again he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. in a game and who came in uh our boy chase daniel oh yes perennial backup <laughs> chase daniel <laughs> who actually posted a better average yard yardage per game than trubisky and had a better 
uh, quarterback rating overall than in, in three games that he started. Yeah, he's in the Lions now. Yeah, Chase Daniel, he went to the Lions. He's no longer Jeez, a bear. Great. So if okay. Trubisky gets hurt again or just is Trubisky, anyway. they're fucked. Yes. So, <laughs> so again, they had a lot of weird turmoil with their quarterback situation because Trubisky got hurt. I don't think they're going to be that good anyway. Last season, if Trubisky was started all, all games, because in big moments, that dude shit the bed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the first game of the season against the 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 uh, Packers, it was a 10 to three weird game to open the season. Um, he threw one interception and had a quarterback rating of like 67 or yes. 62, Yikes. which is not good. Not great. Um, and let's, let's be honest. Let's, you know, kind of highlight uh, again against our Kansas city chiefs. Um, they lost 26 to three against the chiefs late in the season. Yeah. 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 When and our defense was clicking. Fuck. It was brutal. So this is a team that like, man, this, this you're picking team, up your mic. You're I'm so excited. This, this, because again, about to get on stage. Like we'll talk about here in a second with the free agency signing. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. Let's skip to that. Let's just fucking, let's go for it because what are you talking about? Nick Foles. Oh yeah. <laughs> they signed Nick Foles to a gigantic contract. Do you, do you have the number in front of you? <laughs> uh, let's see. It was four year. $88 million. So, okay, here okay, here's the thing. If you try if you if you lose Chase Daniel, who was your career backup. He was a great backup. He is a career backup player. You know, super smart by the way. No one I'm not disparaging Chase Daniel. No, not at all. Missouri I like, native. I like, I like Chase Daniel. He's great. He played for the Chiefs. Play for the Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Super Bowl champion <laughs> super Bowl Chiefs. Champions. But you you know I mean, if you're Bears GM or if you're in the front office, you know Mitch is not your answer. You're you're dealing with a lot of questions about is Trubisky your guy? But 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 in the back of your head, you know he's not. He's not. You know you miss. There's no fucking way right? this guy's your guy. It's like Jamarcus Russell. You have to just as evidence by they did not pick up his fifth year option. They have not done that yet. They <laughs> sign Nick Foles, Super Bowl winning quarterback Nick. You're Foles, not wrong to a huge four year deal. $88 million. You do not As a sign. backup quarterback. No, no, that's my thing. Oh, you... I'll get to that in my hot okay. take. Okay. I think our hot takes going to be very similar. <laughs> well, you but do not sign a backup quarterback for, for $88 million. $88 million to not start. We we know where this hot take's going. This hot take is going to go... It's I, so it's hot fun. in here. Anyway, so, so again, this is a situation where you have a quarterback who is not good. So you... And you're rolling with a good defense. I was going to say anything on offense, right? Is kind of their is Correct. kind of their weak you're, spot. You're, you're looking. You're looking at they need a lot of offensive line help because again, Trubisky needs he needs, he needs a lot of time to kind of break down what's <laughs> happening in front of him. He's got to do an algebra problem on the field every throw. You do, and and you look at like the weapons they had. Uh, that's a big point. Had. Had. They oh lost a lot of pieces in free agency, they which did. we're about to touch into. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So touch into? Who am I? <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> so this season they did get Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Because I don't think Jimmy Graham's gonna be that good. No, he'll be a good valve. He'll be a safety valve. But they didn't have any. I mean, you look at their tight ends, their tight ends had 91 yards, 87 yards, 84 yards. Their tight ends were garbage. They didn't have any tight end help last year. So it's like, who who else was he throwing to? Well, that's, but that's, I mean, 
if your answer is nobody or Jimmy Graham, <laughs> Jimmy Graham's the answer. Listen, Allen Robinson the second. He's still on that team? I don't know. Last season, he had 1,100 yards. They didn't lose him. For, for, for the Bears. That's better than Devontae Adams, That's by better the way. than Devontae Adams. But they're not triple covering. That's true. <laughs> Allen Robinson. So second. again, so they need a lot of offensive line help. They need, granted, they lost a lot of, I think they lost a lot of defensive, lo- defensive they, guys, right? They lost their biggest secondary piece, Ha Ha Clinton Dix, Which, who overrated. He came from the Packers. He came from the Packers. I would say coming out of the draft, what he's done for the Packers and the Bears, he was overrated, but he's I, still I, solid. I would not say he's an elite level guy, but he's a solid. good player. Definitely. Lost him. Um, I think uh, they lost uh, a lot of linebackers too. They they did re-sign Danny Trevathan. That's right. Yeah, but they lost is old. They lost two of their big linebackers who were a big part of their big run defense. So Nick uh, Kowalski. I'll just say Nick Polish name. <laughs> Leonard Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they lost a lot of those guys. So going into the draft again, kind of everything's open. You gotta. It's one of those drafts, kind of like the Bengals. Everything is you got to draft anyone and everyone to kind of bolster this team. Like we saw, though, the Bengals took it. They rebuilt one side through the free agency, rebuilt the other side through the draft. The Bears, I don't think. (laughs) I mean, they were just a mismatch of everything. (laughs) So their first pick was in the second round because of that clear clear Mac trade years ago. They took tight end Cole Kemet out of Notre Dame. Took a tight end. Which in this, but their first pick, but it's in the second <laughs> round. Travis Kelsey's in the third round. You're not wrong, but boy, I feel like there was, especially since they got Jimmy Graham, I feel like there were some other issues that they could have handled. Yeah, if you pick up Jimmy Graham, you need wide receiver help. You're you're gonna have to. If you, you have, have your you have your answer tied in, why are you spending? Why, yeah, why a second would you round? do that? Anyway, anyway, I, look. <laughs> so then gonna, they, so then they picked up a couple cornerbacks. Great, good for them. And a uh, linebacker and, mixed in there. Yes. And then later on, uh, they picked up a, just kind of uh, offensive line, other stuff. They picked uh, up one wide receiver in the fifth round. And and I have, you said they picked up a, t- a, a linebacker? I have, they didn't target, they didn't. I have at pick 155 in the fifth round, they picked Travis Gibson from Tulsa. Oh. Via a trade with Minnesota. Oh, okay. I think he is a hybrid guy. Okay. Uh, so, he, yeah. but yeah, so. But I have that they did not pick up a true linebacker that they needed. Gotcha. But, but anyway, so that that's that's not good. It's not great. <laughs> no, no, no. Here's uh, I look. I the Bears are an enigma. They're over under for me. Let's get into their strength of schedule. So, right? so yeah. So last season they were eight and eight. Their strength of schedule is tied for thirteenth. So tough. So pretty tough. Tough schedule. Um, if we look at their schedule, uh, they play obviously their division, which is. They, they, they had to play the Packers and the Vikings every year, which is going to be tough. And we're about to talk about him, but Stafford's no slouch. No. He can command an offense fine. But, you, you I mean, look, you have to play the Titans. You have to play the Saints. Fuck. You have, you to, have play to play the Rams, the, which either Rams <laughs> team could show up Who that knows? Week. Yeah. And again, the Titans, who knows what they're going to do. The Texans yet to play. Man, I, I think if they're still rolling with Trubisky. No, they're not. They're not. You don't. Oh come on. We're I, we're going out of order, but my hot my, my no no we're not going out of order. Fuck it. <laughs> What's your over under? I think they're going over. You think they're going to win more than I eight think games? they're going to if they can win eight games with Trubitsky and Chase Daniel. My hot take says that they're going to win over eight games. 
I think them. Listen, I, I think them and the Vikings are going to switch spots. It's not going to be many more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I know where you're going to go with your hot take. Yeah, of course. Every all everyone does. I the think, one listener we've retained for the two hours. I think based on what Foles did last year in Jacksonville, he's not primed to jump into the system and and take it. I don't think they're going to win eight games. I think they're closer to like four or six games. I think they're going to be the the basement of this north no, they're not going to be worse than the i think lines. they're gonna be worse no i think it was so much worse is that your hot take too i guess so <laughs> i think they i think they i think pace their general manager who drafted trubisky is going to eat crow and just he's going to live with it man he's just going to go with it and keep trubisky in there no matter what and i know everyone's going to be it's going to be that same situation where you're like the tebow situation when the broncos had tebow and there was like put tebow in it's gonna be put Foles in Big Dick Nick. It's going to put Big Dick <laughs> yeah. Nick in. Shard, put it in Shard what? going to gonna go nuts. I think they're going to roll with Trubisky, man. Because I think it's, it's going to be that situation where you're just like, we have him. He's cheap. He's there. He's, he's our guy until we trade him no, next year. No, but you didn't. But you, are, but you already spent $88 million on Big Dick. <laughs> so you, there's no... My hot take is... The yeah. hottest take... Foles is starting week one for the Bears. In week one, there's going to be an article that comes out halfway through training camp, God willing, that (laughs) Foles is outplaying Trubisky in training camp, and he's going to get the week one start. You do not pay a backup quarterback $88 million. million. You pay your starting quarterback. That is a hot fucking take. He's on the same level as Case Keenum, Kirk Cousins, Nick Fultz. Like it's the, those like three to four guys that right, like seem right. to be floating between starter and, and backup. Right. He's going to be a starter this season. <laughs> Week one. Okay. We got to record these. We got to remember these hot takes. Because <laughs> when the season ends, then we're like. That's very true. I think my hot take is they're going to be worse and eventually they're going to go with Foles. They're going to trade, get rid of Mitch Trubisky in the, in the season. They're going to get rid of him. Absolutely. They already didn't pick up his fifth year option, which is not a good sign for keeping for retaining him next year. They're not on the hook for like any money with him, really. Right. They're going to trade him away this season. There, there's going to be some quarterback team that, or quarterback needy team. Some quarterback's going to go down. Yeah. And they're like, we fucking need a body. We need some guy who's been in the league <laughs> for four years. Yeah. Just get somebody. And the Bears go, hey, it's the it's the Colts. We have Mitch Rivers is going to get hurt, and the Colts are going to get him. okay. Okay, uh, so yeah, so that's a hot take. I think they're going to trade away Mitch Trubisky sometime this year. Interesting, and it would be smart, honestly, because otherwise you lose him for no value. So even if you trade him for a seventh round pick, right. it's still more than you'd get. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That brings us to our favorite team in the <laughs> NFC North, the Detroit Lions, who went. Three twelve and one. Now, when do we talk about the Twitter beef? We can, because I want to say a couple things about Matt Stafford before okay. we get into this Twitter beef. Yeah, because this Twitter beef was started. Our fans know it. I think essentially, our fan knows it. Yeah, essentially because some Detroit personality came out and said <laughs> personality that he thinks Mahomes essentially was overrated, and that Stafford, Matt Stafford who has never won a playoff game, mm-hmm. was injured in week eight of this year, mm-hmm. has had Calvin Johnson for almost his entire right. starting career, was better than Patrick Mahomes II. 
who's who's now if I'm not know, mistaken, who, league MVP and let's see, Super Bowl let's break MVP? that down. Let's break that down real fast. His first season starting, yeah, yeah. league MVP, right, right, through That's over right. fifty touchdowns, etc. Okay, uh, and in his second year, yeah. despite being hurt, led this team to a Super Bowl championship. Huh. Interesting. Super, super. Uh, so here's what I'll say: passive aggressive. This is interesting. this is basically what we we talked about with these. Asshole you morons. You call them fucks. Yeah, yeah, These okay. jabronis. Stafford is a good... Wow. Good... <laughs> you can't even say it without blowing out the microphone. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He this, is good. This season, he was on pace for a monster year. Did you know this? Before he got hurt? No. No. So before he went down with a back injury in week eight, which I'm pretty sure he's had a back injury before. Well, he's had to carry the team on his back <laughs> for, for years. He was on pace for a monster year. Before he went down, he had almost 2,500 yards in week eight and 19 touchdowns. So he was on pace. He was on pace for like 5,000 yards. He was on pace for a giant year. Yeah. Essentially. And that's without a real number one wide receiver. (laughs) Who is a wide receiver? Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So he was basically on pace for that giant year. Um, and I'll say to our credit, we yep. never really disparaged no. Matt Stafford on that Twitter. Booth. That was what was insane about it. They were like, oh, so you think Matt Stafford's terrible? I was like, no. no. He's very Matt Stafford good. Stafford is fine. He's the working man's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. He, he is a solid, fine quarterback who, again, like we talked about, it was on pace for a giant year. Um, his best year in the league where he did throw for 5,000 yards was when he had guys like Calvin Johnson, yeah. Eric Ebron, who we talked about earlier yep. in 2011, where he threw for 5,038 yards, 41 touchdowns, and averaged something like, yeah, 7.6 yards a, a pass. So anytime Matt Stafford threw the ball, yeah. it was going to go seven, almost eight yards, like no matter what. And they, they kind of had the op for years and years and years. They kind of had the opposite of almost every other yes. where they just kept giving Matt Stafford pieces. Just pieces. And ignoring their defense. Just you had fucking Calvin Johnson, who we can talk about the catch. They had in, Golden in, Tate. We had Golden Tate. I think both of them played together. And actually. this is what I'm saying. So this year, he w- was at 2499 yards through eight games, averaging 8.6 yards a throw. Yeah, this year. This year. Threw for 19 touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera. Had 106, 106 quarterback rating before he went out with a back injury. Very good. Very, very good. Um, his fill-in... Was some guy named David Blue, <laughs> B L O U G H, David Blue, who was not good. This dude fucking sucked. Yeah, man. And I, this is where I kind of feel bad for fans of no, okay. not not those we, three or, or four specific th- fans. Those three or four fans who we got into this whole thing with can go fuck themselves. Yep. However, everyone else who's like, oh yeah. The Lions, oh, Matt Stafford's never won a playoff game. Let me say that again. Matthew Stafford yeah. has never won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Do you think it has to do... You know who else has never won a playoff game? Andy Dalton. <laughs> Look, what are we doing? Yeah. It's people, especially talking heads on on sports networks, love to value their quarterbacks by their playoff and they Super do. Bowl wins. They do. And I think in this day... In you are getting... You're okay. sweating... I'm hot because I'm hot. Get internally hot. Yes. I think in this day and age, this is a quarterback's league currently. And I think 
now we're giving a lot more credence to like guys like Mahomes and Watson and Lamar Jackson, even Stafford and Rodgers, kind of like the older guard who kind of set this president yeah. with like crazy throws, mobile quarterbacks yeah, yeah. could like move the ball around. And, and no matter what, much like Mahomes showed in the playoff games of this past season, I'm going to put the game on my back and win these games for this team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Despite everything going wrong in, in like the Texans game. Jesus. Um, I think Stafford is essentially that guy. That's why his back broke, yeah, obviously. Like I said. Um, I think when you look at wins and things like losses and like playoff wins, I think that's not a really good metric for like obviously like how good a quarterback is. Yeah. Because I think Stafford is a great quarterback. Peyton Manning, regarded as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, has one Super he Bowl. He has two. two. I think he has, yeah, maybe. Did he win with the Colts? He never won with the Colts. He won with the Colts. Did he? And he won with the Broncos. But that was whenever but he, he was, was on the defense. Whenever he That like, was one of the three that defensive was a big wins. De- that was back in the era of defense, defense wins Super Bowls. He's only one. That's why Trent Dilfer win a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. That's why Brad Johnson won a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. those are the three. Because their defense was so good. Those are the three. Anyway, so. And this is this whole metric of wins and losses, which I don't think is a good metric for rating quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, because that just boils them down to like so many extraneous circumstances of if, if hypothetically, let's go back to the dark times. Okay. We were down three scores, three to four scores against the Texans in our conference, uh, in our divisional playoff. If anyone listening could be in the bar with Brendan and I, bad. we, I almost flipped the table. But again, hypothetically, if the Chiefs would have won, lost that game, that would have yeah. gone Mahomes' loss. Yep. Nothing that happened in that game was Mahomes' fault. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like the first big touchdown they had was just a blown coverage in a giant touchdown. Uh, second touchdown they had was a giant uh, fumble or like uh, by Tyree Kill on the punt. Yep. The and that punt. had them have like at the five yard line, which was like just jump in. Yep. Uh, and then like another bad, just terrible circumstance that just made had them had the ball. Then they then they kicked a field goal because the defense went, oh fuck! We gotta put our we gotta put <laughs> we, our foot we, on the ground. We've barely been on the field and we gotta do something. Yeah. But think about that. We were down like 21, 24 to nothing. Yeah. Going into the second quarter. Yeah. It was bad. So like assigning a loss win to Mahomes specifically when he had nothing to do with any of that. Yeah. Is insane to me. So same thing with like Matt Stafford and, and guys like that who again. Never won a playoff game, which sucks, but also kind of like maybe there's something to that. I mean, he's good enough to win a playoff he's game. He's good enough to win a playoff game. If you would have put any money or pieces into the defense and if while this, he was Calvin Johnson. If this fucking team and management had put anything in to give this dude weapons in his prime and in him coming up in this season... This team would have won games. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Is he he had I agree, I agree too many weapons. I'm talking to those motherfuckers out there. Oh, okay. You those know, motherfuckers. You know them. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> it also didn't help that he was always playing against Aaron Rodgers. Dude, yeah, that's that's a you brutal, know what I mean? that's like, a brutal situation. That's like anyone in the AFC East. Like no matter brutal how good situation. you are, you're still going against Tom Brady Correct. for the championship. Which no longer. But but yeah, so I I, I think I said this. Uh their defensive DVOA was twenty eighth. Which is bad. Remember, that's nerd for bad. And they let Darius Slay leave. Their best defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> so again, so in, before free agency started, 
Detroit was ranked 27th in opponent passer rating, which is brutal. Basically, if you're a quarterback of any level just playing against up. the Lions, just throw the ball. Yeah. Just throw the ball. Just throw it anywhere you on the field. You will catch, someone will catch the ball. On your team. Uh, Darius Slay, he left. Uh, they don't have a lockdown corner, but they added uh, Coleman. Coleman or had Coleman. I can't remember who it was. Uh, obviously, a lot of defensive line help. Uh, and then later on, they need offensive line help. They need something. <laughs> they probably need more defensive like help in this free agency and draft than they needed offensive help, if I'm being honest. For sure. For sure. They Okay, so the, I think... Uh, they added Desmond Trufant from mm-hmm. the Vikings, who right. is fine. I think he's a little overrated, uh, but he he's also played yep. against teams. When you're on the Falcons, people are going to pass against you because the Falcons normally were ahead. Right. Uh, but that's not a replacement for Slay. No, dude, at not, all. not at all. Uh, they did get Chase Daniel, like we said. Uh, they also took Nick Williams from the Bears. Right. They took Jamie Collins. This is what I want to talk from about. From the Pats. They That's had huge. three Patriot players they added. They Jamie Collins, who's a linebacker. Yep. His grade last year was 75.8. Yep. Pretty damn good. Yep. They took Jan- Danny Shelton, who's a defensive tackle. Yep. His grade was 71. Pretty good. Pretty good. And then Daron Harmon, who's a safety, PFF grade, 73. Yeah. So, like, a pretty good start to free agency. <laughs> they also paid the Eagles tackle so... Uh, Super Samoan name that oh. I won't try to say. <laughs> they paid him forty-five million though over five years. And they took our boy Reggie Raglan. They did. They took Reggie Raglan. May his soul rest in peace. Um, but yeah, they the biggest thing they got rid of Slay. They got Trufant, who is fine, but he is not Darius Slay. Yeah, I was gonna say their their loss page is way heavier. Dude, than their game they lost page. two giant offensive linemen, Graham Glasgow and Ricky Wagner, like. Those two guys leaving, I didn't even realize they released Slay. By the way, yeah, I don't even have that on my, he was on the, my notes. He, they traded him. Yeah, fucking a. Oh, that's why it's fucking traded him. Who yep. did they trade him to? Uh, you know, that's a really good question. Well, either way, why are you trading your best defensive player? Because unless I'm mistaken, they did not get a first round pick for him. Slay went to the Eagles. They didn't even get a pick this year for him. No, then. nope. Interesting. So yeah. So again, they need. <laughs> if you say. The, the the Lions at this point need a lot of defensive help. They could use some offensive help, but I would say their focus is going into the draft is probably defense. Now, would you say five out of their eight picks should be spent on defense or offense? I would say probably closer to defense. Interesting. What would you feel like <laughs> if I told you that five of their eight picks were spent on offense? <laughs> Two running backs. Why? Two running backs. Their first pick was DeAndre Swift. Great pick. He's going to be, I think Swift is one of those top three running backs. Right. He was picked in the second round. But didn't they, they did, uh, they did though. They drafted Jeff Okuda, cornerback. Oh, did they? Yeah. I think in the first round. I must have accidentally hit backspace on that. (laughs) I'm fairly positive because they had the number three pick because they're dog shit. Yeah. They drafted Jeff Okuda, cornerback. Okay. Who Fair. was one of the best cornerbacks in this draft. Okay. So they got they got the be- one of the best cornerbacks and a really good running back right. in the first two. Picks. However, with their with their other picks at offensive line. So uh, yeah, they got two guards. Those guys are depth guys. They're not starter guys. Yeah. They're they're, they're not starters. So they're not gonna be guys you can just plug in and go. 
Uh, like you talked about, DeAndre Swift, who is a phenomenal running back. Yep. I think that was a position of take the best player available. Yeah, right? for sure. And he was, I mean, at the top of the second round. So. Right. And then their last couple picks were uh, defensive tackle guys. So it's kind of like... It's another one of those just like let's just try to fix everything through the draft. Yes, basically. Since we lost our now, can we get into this Twitter beef? Because yeah, let's get into the Twitter beef. <laughs> I don't even remember how it fucking started. It started because I'm pretty sure my boy Brian found some article or some article was talking about Mahomes being really good, etc. And some Detroit personality, like who has a like radio a re- show, like an actual on the like, fucking dead graveyard. Frequency radio. Get a podcast, you fucking nerd. Who started tweeting out about how, no, Mahomes is overrated. Stafford is your guy. Yeah. And then I engaged. (laughs) I engaged like a fucking fool that I am. And then he just kept coming. And two or three of like, I I assume this guy's listeners. Also, by the way, I don't think the dude had over 5,000 followers. If you're a radio personality... Without 5,000 followers. We can't check because they blocked us and we blocked them, etc. Yeah. So I didn't block them. They blocked me. <laughs> it was bad. I wanted to keep going. But it was this whole thing where it morphed from Stafford is the guy, according to these people, to us being like, no, dude, like Stafford is good. He's great even, but he's not Mahomes. Well, because they said multiple times Stafford has made the throws that Mahomes is making his entire career. And I was just like, that's no, not that's correct. Not Stafford has great throws. He's a lot like Aaron Rodgers. He has phenomenal throws and his capability. He's not Patrick Mahomes. And then people came in and started saying they'd rather have Stafford than Mahomes. And I was like, you guys are fucking, you've yes. had Stafford and, I remember, and you haven't won anything. It was really funny as it was kind of dying down and these guys fucked off and whatever, whatever. It started to die down a little bit and like random bear, like uh, Lions fans would find us and be like, how dare you? And yeah. I was like, no, dude, if you go back to the very start, like we said, Stafford is great, but yeah. we just, Mahomes is better. You're like, Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it, was, it was the craziest thing ever. And then, of course, after our Super Bowl champion uh, uh, Chiefs won Super Bowl, we jumped back on Twitter. Absolutely, and blew that dude's Twitter up. Absolutely, <laughs> because I I remember I don't remember the exact verbiage or or what words they know. used, but they were know. like, "We'll see whenever Mahomes loses or whatever." And it's like, huh. Win a, win a playoff game, guy. You know, I think that's kind of what it was. infinitely more Super Bowls than Matt Stafford. Uh, in, <laughs> infinitely more playoff wins than Matt Stafford. I think, yeah, you're not wrong. So, I mean, look, listen, Stafford has zero playoff wins. Mahomes has, let's see, one, two, three, four, I think, in two years. Yeah. So and a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl win. So Super five Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, wins. which I don't, th- I don't think Stafford. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Stafford has an MV, a Super Bowl MVP. Um, to his name. I would correct you if you were wrong, but you're not wrong, so I Good. can't correct you. Fuck the Lions. So <laughs> No, 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 no. No, no, oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not fuck the Lions. This fuck is where those four or five specific correct. This is where our opinions come in and it's kind of like, oh. Okay, so this upcoming season, Detroit has tied for the fifth hardest schedule in the league. Yeah, man. They're I don't want to say they're fucked. They've Again, they play the Saints, they play guys like uh the Colts, Vikings, Washington R words. Well, and uh, they play the Cardinals, who are going to be infinitely be better with so Hopkins. So much better, yeah. Um, they have a pretty tough schedule. Um, I, I do think, I do think, I think they will be better than three and twelve. Three and twelve, and just one. because Stafford will, is coming back. Stafford is coming back. I think because they're they won all three of those games with Stafford. They right? did, yeah, and they yeah. tied the first game with the Cardinals. So here, that's my thing, man. And then whenever they put in, that's whenever they. <laughs> 
like had their giant slide and they lost all the games with bluff. But that's but that's my thing is that even with Stafford playing on pace for five thousand fucking yards, right? You can still only win three out of eight games. I know. Like you're, I don't know, man. So they had a lot of issues. I think they're gonna go over. They did lose. They lost to Kansas City, of course. With Moore, with Matt Moore, with Matt Moore. They lost to Green Bay and the Vikings, like big losses. Well, actually, Green Bay loss was 23 to 23 to 22. Uh, their Vikings loss was 42 to 30. They kind of got blown out. But that's despite, despite Stafford throwing for 364 yards. He averaged 8.1 yards a throw and had four touchdowns and one interception. That's what I'm saying. It's no wonder his back was broken. Dude, he carried that team a lot. He carried 21 other players there. But again, I, I think... I would agree. This team is going to win more games. Not many, though. Not many, though. I, I think like they're going to obviously win more than three games, but their ceiling, I think, is closer to six. Yeah. I would be surprised if they went eight and eight. Yes. I, that would blow me away. What's your? Do you have a hot take? I don't. I, at this point, no. I think Zephyr's going to break his back again. <sighs> I am most excited about this hot take. <laughs> I think the Detroit radio station that that man works. At. No, no. I think I think at the end of the season, yes, Stafford is going to announce his retirement. Yeah, he's going to retire. That seems like a four. He's been hurt constantly, so many times. Hasn't succeeded. He's seen the writing on the walls. Of guys like Dalton and these other. And he's not going to make the playoffs this year. No, so. they're not going to make the playoffs. So it's kind of like, what am I? What am I throwing? What, what am I doing? I think he's going to retire. Yeah, I, I can see that definitely. What's your, is that, don't parrot me. I think he's going to get hurt again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the dude, he is very injury. I I hate to use the word injury prone because I think that's a misnomer. And it's fucking football, by the way. It's football, like you're going to get hurt. And then like these guys who are like the Carson Wentz versus Watson Mm. debate. Where like Wentz, sure, has missed a lot of games. But then they highlighted like Watson has missed, oh, he missed 10 games. Motherfucker, he tore his ACL. Yeah. Like, miss that a was one games. season. You're going to miss a couple games. Anyway, um, I think Stafford is going to get hurt again from trying to do a lot because, again, like we talked about, their draft was okay, but not enough to give him the support he needs. And I think he's going to get hurt again trying to do a lot. So that's my that's my big hot take. God damn. Fuck, maybe Trubisky gets, he plays first game for the Lions. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> There's your hot take. Mitch Trubisky <laughs> goes to the Lions. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's it, right? If That's, you made it this far, bravo. Hats off to you. I hope you look, it's quarantine as of this recording. Who knows whenever your state or city will open again? Yeah, for real. Hopefully they don't rush it. But this isn't a political show. Nope. This is an NFL show. Yeah. We covered the AFC and NFC North. We will be back next month to cover the AFC NFC East. Right. Uh that's gonna be a weird one because one of those divisions sucks and the other one's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's going to be fun. I, yes, I agree with you. Yeah. So we hope you enjoyed it. Please, uh, you know, let us know what you think. Right. If you want us to cover a certain in-depth part of, of these divisions that we're missing, let us know. Right. And again, I, I think we should have highlighted this when we started, but probably <laughs> there's still a lot of like, this is uh early May, yep. mid May when we're recording this. There could be a lot of transitions that happen before the big June 15th, I think, cutoff. Yeah. And again, a lot of trades that can happen before the before the season starts, a lot of things that can happen. So, so. these first two episodes are definitely going to be... <laughs> yeah. They could change. Who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but, you know, 
Hopefully you enjoyed it. Please listen to us on our normal shows, yes. Debates on Tap and, and another thing. Uh, next month, we should have a third voice color commentary with us. Hypothetically, if he our, wants to participate. Our boy Vargas. <laughs> or, you know, maybe he'll just sit in the corner and shake his head. <laughs> Who knows? Be on the lookout next month for our seltzer reviews that we're going to keep That's rolling. Right. Maybe Mike's Heart Lemonade. Who knows what's going to happen? Looks like we added 4.5 out of 10 <laughs> uh, as our final final ruling for the White yeah. Claws where there's Again, no laws. I don't have anything bad to say it's it tastes just, bad it's that's just why it's 4.5 the watermelon one can go fuck itself yeah, I don't, it tastes like celery that's very weird email us at debates on tap at gmail.com find us on twitter at debates on fa- nope hold on hold on i got two of those mixed up so you can email us at debates on fans at gmail.com <laughs> and then you can find us on twitter at debates on tap instagram debates on pictures facebook.com slash debates on tap uh, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, the Apple Stitcher, one, yeah, whatever, Google whatever, Play. yeah, whatever you listen to podcasts, you can hear us on this. Biggest thing, tell a friend. Yeah, absolutely. other than that, have a wonderful month. Yeah, and go Chiefs. Yeah.